Welcome to House of Hoops, episode 57. It's Monday night, March 15th, 2021. I'm Jeff Hausman coming to you from Memphis, Tennessee. Thank you for listening. Let's introduce the rest of the crew. Bo Brady is here virtually from St. Paul, Minnesota. Virtual Zoom 2020, 2021 edition. What up, Bo? What's up? And in studio with me is Josh Vanelli. What up, Josh? The one and only. How are you, Jeffrey? Great. We're going to hang out, talk about life and some hoops tonight, try to have some fun. House of Hoops is found on Twitter and on Instagram. That's H-A-U-S of Hoops. You can call us at 901-365-75 anytime. Leave a voicemail. You got three minutes or less. We sure do hope you enjoy. This week, we're going to cover the Orlando Magic and the Miami Heat and some other stuff but if you have anything on those save it for the pick game fellas what's been going on this week bo uh pretty much a lot of the same kids are in school it snowed today i watched uh kate had me watch some show on pbs masterpiece Ooh, was it, it was a little a little too masterpiecey for me but pbs you're going to have to go into more detail. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. I don't know what PBS So, do you remember that the, you remember that Sherlock series that was on PBS years ago with uh Oh, what's his name? Oh, I'm a Cumbersnatch. Mm-mm. Did you say Cumbersnatch? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, that's what I call him. I'm what, sorry, I never heard the actor. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, that's funny. So basically, it's BBC stuff, and and then here in the United States, they put it out on PBS. All right, what is it? And hold on, let me get this guy. It's just a, it's just a it's like a production company basically oh. in in England. Just think of it that way. Oh, a British TV show. Count me out. Yeah. So Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> if you haven't seen that. <laughs> If you have not seen that Sherlock, it's great. If four seasons, Martin Freeman's in it. The guy from uh, the zombie one. Yeah, he's in a bunch of stuff. Twenty eight days later, is it that guy? No. What? I hope at one point. days later. I hope at one point in the future that there is a awesome basketball player by the name of Benedict Cumberbatch. Cumbersnatch. 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 Yes, that's even better. <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, so Martin Freeman was in the Fargo 2014 TV series. He's in a, ton, a hot fuzz. He's in a ton of stuff. So anyway, we uh, she watches a bunch of that PBS masterpiece stuff. Like she really liked Downton Abbey, which I I can't even 
look at it look at it for more than 30 seconds yeah but watch this one it was i watched the first episode whatever we don't have to get into it it was it was it was fine i, I could watch that that series i think but okay so how many hours do you think you put into that this week oh i just watched the first episode like so 50 minutes oh okay all right and then outside of that it snowed today what but it's gonna get yeah we got probably five inches maybe Dude, it's like 70 degrees here in memphis it's perfect i should be shoveling snow right now but i'm here with you guys it's about the only time of the year that you're going to hear anybody from Memphis say that the weather is perfect. It's like six weeks out of the year, and this is going to be three of them. Yeah, you get those three in now, and then the other three in October. Right. Man, October in Memphis is, is so nice. Yeah, except for when the leaves, once the leaves start falling, it kind of sucks because you can't find your golf ball. Mm. Tough world up there. <laughs> no, you're right, though. This is the prime like spring weather in Memphis. Patio weather, hanging out, grilling out, doing yard work weather. Yeah. You don't sweat or anything. It's nice. Enjoy it while it lasts. How about you, Josh? What have you been up to this week? This week? Sure. Uh, watch watch the little hoops. Yeah. Uh, finished. Well, I have to put one more side of the roof up on the gazebo, but it's it's almost done. Oh, I was going to ask you how that's coming. It's uh, <laughs> it's uh, I am not mechanically inclined whatsoever, but luckily, uh, my father-in-law is um, he he knows what he's doing much more than I do. So I kind of just stand there and listen to instructions and and do that. Which screwdriver do you want? <laughs> <laughs> you want with the one with the star on it or straight across? No, I know that much about it. But no, that's, you know, <laughs> hang out with the kids a little bit. Uh, you know, just working. Yeah, just working, just I guess just living life and trying to trying to get by these days. I hear you. But you, Jeff, what have you been up to? Man, I've been watching a lot of Sopranos. Oh. Oh. And I got a new one. This new show I've been watching is great. I knocked them all out this week. Done. Whole season. Uh, have you ever heard of Last Chance U? Yes. It's usually like football. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like college kids that, for one reason or another, didn't make it in D1 yeah. sports. So they have to go to like commu- smaller community colleges to get their GPAs up, sometimes for a couple years. Well, this this year they did it on a basketball team. It's the East Los Angeles College. ELAC. Elac, and it is fucking good. It is so good. It is so fun to watch. I do have to agree with you. I've I've started watching it on Netflix. Oh, I usually God. try to watch it before I go to bed, and Mm-mm. I usually can do like one episode, and I'm like, okay, I have to turn it off because then you you know you don't want to watch like have it play six and I have to go back. But right. But no, the the co- I like the coach a lot. Dude, I stayed up till like four in the morning last night because I couldn't turn it <laughs> off. I was near the end. I was like, "There's two more episodes." Right. Like, what are you gonna I, do? I gotta wow. finish them, like because it gets really good at the end. So I was, I was just glued to it. I will say though, compared to the football ones, I don't. The storylines haven't really developed. I don't know. Like, you, like in the football ones, you know how there's like a bunch of storylines and like mm. you really want to see if this kid makes it. Whereas mm. like, I mean, I'm only in episode like four, but there's only like one or two kids that I'm like, okay, like. These obviously are the kids that are going to be yeah. possible for the next level, you know. They kind of take their time, and yeah, they only zero in on like four or five guys. Right. 
For sure. But, I mean, that's the difference between football and basketball, too. So Yeah, they got 50-something kids on the football team. Right. This one, they do kind of only focus on a few guys. But a lot of these kids have, like, trust issues or confidence issues, kind of bad attitudes sometimes. There's various reasons. A lot of it's grades, why they're there. But the coach is super nuts. <laughs> yeah, he He's good. He's so good on it. When they first started Last Chance U, I feel like it wasn't for Netflix. So maybe the kids like weren't quite as into like showing out yeah. for the cameras. But now like they obviously know they're like on Netflix and they kind of Use it to their advantage, I guess. Right. But wouldn't you... They like, know they're going to be famous. If you were a kid in that situation, wouldn't you... like, If you didn't have a D1 offer knocking at your door and you had a choice of, like, I guess, multiple junior colleges, why wouldn't you sign up for the one that's going to be on Netflix? Because that's just added, you know, eyeballs. I mean, I don't know if they know that's true, this too. is going to happen and... They're kind of well. The production you got to factor the production time into it as well, right? You know, it's not like that. That season's how quickly did the, was the turnaround? When was their season? It was last year. Yeah. So nineteen twenty. So the scouts are watching it. So oh yeah, the scouts. The a scouts, lot of a lot has changed in a year. Yeah. A lot of scouts already know about these JUCO schools. Most D one coaches have a guy that's keeping an eye on JUCO players. You know. But it is such a good show, and uh, it's deep. I don't want to give too much away, you know. I don't want to spoil it. Well, I mean, the coach itself is like he's a like he's always one step ahead of everybody else in the gym. Like he's mm-hmm. the smartest dude in the in the room, type thing. And he yeah, is, he went to that school, I guess. Yeah, and he played point guard. And he's just a very hyper dude, and. He seems like he's doing it all for the right reasons. He's good. It's a, a great show, and I always like the way those are made. The soundtrack on it is super good. The editing, everything, the quality is just great. Really fun to watch. And if I mean, this is a basketball podcast. We are all big basketball fans, and just the fact that it was on, like I watch it every year, even the football ones. But this one, especially with the hoops, I really enjoyed it. There was this one thing, one of the assistant coaches, I guess his name is Rob Robinson. You can Google him. But the whole time I'm watching this series, I'm like, this dude is reminding me of somebody. It's Rob Robinson. I'm like, who does this guy remind me of? It's like the way he talks and the way he looks. Everything about this guy is super familiar. And I'm like racking my brain. I can't stop thinking about it. Like, who is this dude? And it's not till the last episode that I figure it out. I swear to you, this dude is Theo Vaughn, that comedian from Road Rules. You don't know who Theo Vaughn is? All right, so you got to Google Rob Robinson, and then you got to Google Theo Vaughn. I promise you they're the same person. I don't know if these dudes are related or what. If anybody does know who Theo Vaughn is, besides you two. (laughs) (laughs) Anyone else out there? And then you watch Last Chance U, you're not going to not see the comparison. It's kind of ridiculous. But the show is super amazing. 
I, I don't want to give too much away. Just go watch it. That's about it. It's so right. good. And good uh, one, yeah. I went online as soon as I finished watching the uh, s- the series. And I bought an ELAC t-shirt. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. It's going to be here this week. That's awesome. I'm like a fan. Like, I want to go to school there. I want to go get a job work, I, working for this guy. The the episode, that the last episode I remember watching, I guess, yeah, it was last night, was uh, they were playing some trash school. And, like, they hung with them in the first, or first half. Yeah. And one of their players on the team, like, uh, Joe, I guess, who is their their star guy, but like, mm-hmm. is so wishy washy that like one the one second he'll just turn it on, the other second like he may just walk out of the gym. Mm-hmm. And the kid told Joe he was, said something to him along the lines of like, you know, I, I like you're a bitch or something. Mm-hmm. And he just turned around. He's like, please don't get me started. He's like, it's <laughs> like the, not what you want to do. Oh, yeah. And the rest of the game, he was just like dominating this kid. Yeah. Joe is like a real success story. And there's a twist at the end. Like I said, I don't want to spoil it, but it's the ending is just like the saddest fucking shit. Oh, wonderful. I can't wait. Oh, my God. (laughs) I can't wait. It is is definitely worth watching if you're a basketball fan, if you like the inside look on what goes on in this kind of a situation, a scenario, you'll fully enjoy it. It's a can't miss. That's what I did all week. I watched these episodes and little Sopranos peppered in here and there. Uh, did a bunch of yard work. I've been staying busy. Like today, I haven't stopped going since I woke up around noon. <laughs> That's kind of it for me this week. Nothing special. What do you say we get into some NBA news? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Uh, Is there anything that caught either of y'all's eyes this week that you wanted to talk about? The Joel Embiid bone bruise. Yeah. Yeah. That's tough stuff. I feel that's a tough, tough break for the Sixers and for Embiid. I mean, the Sixers will be fine playoff-wise, but. Yeah, they won a couple games this week without Simmons and Embiid. Yeah, that's uh, damn it. That's a tough one, man. Everything was going his way. Yeah. Who knows when he comes back? Like if they start looking at the bigger picture and they hold him out extra time. That's just well, bone bruise is tricky, man. It's a, yeah, it's gonna be. Yeah, because there's nothing. There's nothing you can do for it. Well, he's, he's gonna be weakened. As well, it's yeah. basically the beginning of a fracture. Oof. So it's there's probably a small fracture in the bone there and so that's that's what it is so when they say bone bruise it's really like mm. a small tiny little fracture like that's the bone nice. is is hurt and needs to heal what a fucking monstrous blow to that team yeah it sucks man which i don't think it sucks for Embiid. And, then, gonna, and then yeah i was gonna say i don't think i don't think the the long-term effect of it i don't think would be huge huge like a, a drastic when it comes down to like playoffs as far as record and seating and everything like that but I mean, just for Embiid because he was—I mean, he was on pace to have an MVP season. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, if you go based upon statistical evidence that you know he's going to miss out on you know a, a good amount of time. Mm-hmm. So. Well, and it's it's obvious that he was having an MVP season because a lot of sports books took the MVP odds down when they got hurt. Yeah. How would you? I mean, how mm. shitty would that be if you just like? You know, at the beginning of the season, went out on a whim because you know the odds had to have been crazy. 
you went out on a whim and put like a hundred bucks into him to win the MVP, and this is what's going to like derail the situation. Well, but to you knew, but you kind of knew going into that. You go, you know, going to your fantasy basketball league, that mm-hmm. Embiid comes with like certain risks. He's going to rest, and he has missed a huge chunk of seasons due to injury. So it's called gambling for a reason. Yeah, I mean, certain players get hurt. Usually, it's not just a freak thing it comes in patterns but that sucks man i hope he gets well and yeah fast and can continue to his campaign speaking of big man's big man's and knees jaron jackson jr is out they said in a few more weeks there will be another update on jackson's progress and health so it's just like they're just fucking holding them out longer so like in a few in a few more weeks we'll get more information on like how long it's going to be. So yeah, he's out for another month it seems like. Is that also the Grizzlies front office has never really done a wonderful job as far as like I don't want to say fully disclosing injury information but um I guess leaving pieces of it out. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it, it, I, I've never known the Grizzlies. My point being is, I've never known the Grizzlies to just be one hundred percent honest up front about a guy's injury. You know what I mean? Until either the season is over or they've decided, hey, we're gonna kind of part ways from this guy. Well, shit. I mean, how long has Grayson been out with that concussion? Right, two weeks. He's now? playing tonight. He's playing tonight. Yeah, he's out there. Uh oh. There he is. Yeah. Yeah, we got the game on over here. Grizzlies, Suns. Suns are in the lead. I'm trying not to watch it, though. It's very distracting. <laughs> yeah, well, what are you going to do? We just don't know. Jaron, I mean, I feel like the guy should have been back 20 games ago, but what do I fucking know? I mean, part of me thinks that him coming back this season, mm-hmm. like, I think he's a good player. Do I think he's going to put us in like a fourth or a fifth seed? Probably not. So, if you want to look at it from the long term thing, you know what I mean. Like it's if you're only looking at a one or two spot difference from playoff seeding, in my opinion, you know, do you really want to push that, or do you want to look at the longevity? You know, three or four years down the road. Oh no, I want him to play every game he can play. <laughs> I want him to get, be on the court, like learning, like getting better. Oh no, and for playing sure. with his teammates. I don't want fucking rest. I don't want a guy that's perfectly healthy to be not playing. I don't want any of that. I don't want them tanking. I don't want them sitting guys because they don't have a good chance in the playoffs. Like no, fuck that. I want him playing. No, I agree with you. Always. Man. Especially just, young guys. I was just trying to play devil. There. I was trying. I was trying to play devil's advocate. That's fine. You play, know, play, play your little I'll games. Play my violin. <laughs> play it all night like violin. No, I want them playing. Fuck, fuck, worrying about the playoffs. Like if the best thing for them to would would be to go through another uh, play-in tournament and get more experience in those tough games. You know, I, I I've still my blood is still boiling about that game the other night. But we, you know, I'm sure that we'll get into that later. But which one, a Thunder game? No. Um, which one was it? Last second, Josh shot. Oh, who are we fucking playing? We're playing somebody. Not the my Bucks. Mother. No. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was the Bucks. 
It was probably Denver. Yep, it was Denver. Never mind. Denver, it was not it. the Bucks. Yeah. That last second, that 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 no, like so, and I know I know Pat's listening to this right now, and he's going to be like, "You're wrong," but look. Well, Pat should be here. I agree, Pat. If you commit, <laughs> you should do it. No, that last second no call was the most. Whether it was a foul or not, I don't give a shit. But the fact that the referee raised his hand like he was going to fucking answer a question on a test and then didn't call anything and then magically called something on Dylan Brooks that hadn't even happened yet. That's my argument on the whole thing. Whether weird. it's a foul or not, I don't care. But, like, the dude literally – and then he wanted, they wanted to say it was for verticality. I have never in my life seen a referee, an NBA referee – Raise his hand for verticality. It was pretty weird. That's all I'm saying. It was weird. It looked like he wanted to call the foul, but he was waiting for somebody else to blow their whistle. And then on top of all that, you get people on Twitter that are like, well, he hadn't, he hadn't reached superstar level yet. He's not going to get those superstar calls. A foul is a foul. I don't give a shit if it's the worst person on the damn team or LeBron James. If you raise your hand for a foul, it, is a, it should be called. Yeah. I agree. Call the game square. Fuck all this special treatment shit. But I'm not buying into that. I don't think the refs should be either. I think they do, but I don't think they should. Now, do I think if we played the Nuggets in a seven-game series, we would we would beat them? No. But right. in a situation like that where you have a young team that has fought their ass off to win that game against an awesome team, like let them figure out who's going to win the game. It's a disappointing loss, but not the end of the world either. I mean, next time John Moran just needs to yam that on that Joker's head, dude. That the internet would have blown. Like it would have just been in shambles. Like, it, don't go foul hunting. Go to the rim. Because what he did to Aaron, I mean, so basically what he did to Aaron Baines is what you want him to do. To, yeah. Oh, to God. everyone. <laughs> <laughs> it's everyone in the entire league, yeah, including man. Anthony Davis. <laughs> Start. Uh, Collecting jersey numbers. Dude, he's going to be so much fun to watch. But anyways, <laughs> we can sit here for hours and talk about Gris. Yeah. Let's see. What else is in the news, Bo? Anything? Uh, really nothing. There's a bunch of trade rumors that we can get into later. And the, there are two other things. One, Lonzo Ball has hit more three-pointers than Trey Young this season. Lonzo? Really? Or Lamelo? Lonzo. Holy shit. Okay. So let's, do you think let's that, see where they're at right now? Let's see. Yeah, yeah. So do you think that, that he's hit more threes because of Lonzo Ball, or do you think he's hit more threes because of the fact that he has Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson on his team to kind of open that shot up now? Well, his three was looking better last year. I'll say that. And then also those guys are definitely helping. Right. <laughs> like oh. Zion taking up space and commanding if people are doubling and coming off Lonzo, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. He the the work he does inside in the paint definitely opens things up for three pointers. I just but looking at looking at Zion's game though, and like look like looking at how he plays and how he walks and just like I mean seriously, I'm not trying I'm listening. Like, I'm not even trying to be like funny when I say this, but like <laughs> he walks like a four. I, like I'm a oh, 35 yeah. year old overweight dude, and I have better posture to walk than Zion. You know, it just he looks like he is in pain a lot to just walk around. And I just a lot of that makes me wonder is like, is he okay? You know what I mean? Like is it is that uh, normal? Like is that yeah, how he walks? He's twenty years old. You remember when you were twenty? He's fine. I mean some people just walk funny. <laughs> he's got <laughs> I just want to see him show up with like a, a a walker one game just to kind of fuck with everybody. 
I think he'll be all right. Maybe so, he will work on his footwork. Sorry, yeah. What's so? What are we looking at for threes, Bo? So, Lonzo is 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 shooting thirty eight percent from three, one hundred and eight for two hundred out of two hundred and seventy eight attempts, and then Trey is shooting thirty thirty seven percent from three, just about mm. the same, mm. and he has hit ninety four of two hundred and forty eight. Yeah. Huh. Here's your difference. What's the salary difference from Lonzo Ball to Trey Young? I mean, they're rookie scale, pro- probably very similar. Yeah, wow, probably pretty close. Too. 2021, 6.54 Trey Young, and then Lonzo, 8.7. Yeah. Damn. Lonzo's a little further. No, excuse me, 11 million this year. That was last year. 11, 11 million. Well, he's a little. That's what the fourth or third or fourth second. year. Second. Wasn't he second? He was second pick. Yeah. Fourth year, you, second pick. When you're a high pick like that, you get. Like Jaron Jackson Jr. is going to get like twelve million in the last year of his rookie deal. So the Trey's going to get next year. <laughs> he Trey's may play getting, one game between now and then. <laughs> Trey's getting eight point three next year. Yeah. Okay, so the value is Trey then for sure. Okay. Well, I mean, it's crazy, but yeah, Alonzo was a higher draft pick. And it's crazy he's hit more threes than Trey. When yeah. You would just never, in that's a million a, years, think that. That's a good stat, Bo. Keep up the good work. Well, we can. That's a good stat. Shout out to AKA JK on Reddit for that stat. <laughs> I hope he's listening. He's not. <laughs> and um, last bit of news I have is the whole Myers Leonard debacle. Well, let's save that for the pick game. Oh my god! Oh, that's right. He was on the he was on the Heat. Excuse me. No, oh, you're good. Was is <laughs> we'll get to we'll, we'll get to that later. He's still on the team. Somehow. I got a little bit of news. How about the Spurs and LaMarcus Aldridge? They've mutually mm. agreed to part ways and are working on a resolution, Coach Greg Popovich says. Aldridge is going to be a free agent after this year. Not restricted, just a free agent. So I'm thinking the Spurs are hoping for a trade, I guess. Who could take him? Who would take him? I don't know. Rudy Gay is also going to be a free agent after the season, so they're going to lose, hypothetically, both of those guys. Yeah, who can take on that huge Aldridge contract? Like, what contender even wants him or can afford him? I, I don't have, know. I have my theories, but... Who would it be? It would have to be somebody that's, like, maybe on the cusp, like a lower-level team. Almost like a Portland to go back home. Why the fuck would Portland want him back? I don't understand. I, I saw that on Twitter or something. Everybody was like, he's coming back to Portland. I said, what the hell? Didn't that end terribly? Like, he demanded a trade out of Portland because he wanted it to, like, I don't, I, I, I don't that, see how they that take may, him back. That that may be true. I don't know. I don't remember that part of it. But I just looking at it from the from a paper standpoint, I think that it would make perfect sense to, for him to go back and push it over that edge because, I mean, that's... I feel like they left on bad terms. Yeah. I don't know if that happens. But you're right, it does fit because they're lacking in big men. I just don't see it happening. I think Portland fans are hoping it happens, but I would think somebody like Washington, I don't know. There's other teams that need bigs that are kind of trying to make a push for the playoffs. I don't know if Portland does it. Like, does Damian Lillard even want LaMarcus Aldridge up there? I don't think they liked each other. I don't think that – I think it's tough for a big man to play with Dame. 
And I think LaMarcus just wanted it to be his team. And he wasn't ready to give it up to Dame yet. Yeah, but Dame's game is so like he requires that like that jump shot just from anywhere. And like big man want the ball down. You know what I mean? Like there's only one ball to pass, is my point. And so Dame I, can play with anyone. And Nurk was killing it before he got hurt. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I forgot about Nurk. I don't know who can take him on. I didn't spend a lot of time looking at it. I just thought it was interesting that he's a free agent, so they're probably going to try to trade him. I heard Simmons say basically he felt like all the te- that no one's going to trade for him because they're just going to let him hit the buyout market, and then they're all going to you know make their pitch to him. Mm-hmm. So, that, he's gonna, that's, so he's going to go to the Lakers. Okay, Lakers <laughs> is not an unreal possibility, dude. If he goes to like it's. He's not going to play but 20 minutes a game. I don't know. He's like fucking it's just, 50 years old. It's just old hearing about how like all these buyout players. You're just mad. I know. Because it's not the go. Grizzlies. Well, the Grizzlies don't. If Grizzly you were, don't I'm, make a trade. I know. I mean, if the Grizzlies were in first place or second place, whatever the fuck L.A. is, and they were a championship contender and they had LeBron James, you wouldn't be mad about it. No, I wouldn't be mad about it You're at all. You're just mad because it's not your team. Well, and that and it's the Lakers, but that's beside the point. Well, Charlotte needs a big man, and they're the, in the East. So, what yeah. could Charlotte, Charlotte give up? Let's Scared. look at the trade machine. I mean, it's twenty-four million. So that's tough. Yeah, it's a lot. You do Cody Zeller, uh huh, and I don't know. Yeah, Let's see here. I'm sure Charlotte Cody Zeller some. and something else in a, a this year's draft pick or something to the Spurs. Maybe one of those guards. Um, yeah, maybe Scary Terry. I don't know. They kind of well, went after him. Well, they're not giving up Devontae Graham. They could. You could do Scary Terry. Oh, that's true. They do have LaMelo. So. You could do Terry Rozier, Cody Zeller, LaMarcus Aldridge for, for Rudy Gay. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if Charlotte's willing to give up young assets that they have for a upcoming free agent, LaMarcus Aldridge. One of, the best, just, one of the best things I remember about Rudy Gay is it has nothing to do with Rudy Gay. It has everything to do with his, I think it's his father-in-law. Did you ever meet his father-in-law, Jeff? Mm-hmm. This dude is an absolute piece of work. I remember hearing about him, though. He I, He's a nice dude for the most part, but he like I sat in front of him at a Grizzlies game a couple of times, and like he every time uh, Rudy went to go like shoot the ball, he was like, give him more money. <sighs> and he was wearing a... Wife beater and jean shorts. So that kind of gives you an idea of what we're looking at here. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I heard he he was very boisterous, <laughs> but that was probably a long time ago. Yeah, wasn't he like trolling people on Twitter and shit too? He didn't need to he troll was. anybody. He is one ugly human. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Whatever, Aldridge. Yeah, it's a thing. It's happening. We'll see. I don't have a lot of speculation on it. I don't think the Spurs have made a trade since like 2014 or something. In-season <laughs> trade. The other last bit of news I have is uh, Karis LeVert. He had back surgery to treat cancer in his left kidney in January. Well, he's back. He played against the Suns on Saturday. I think he played 27 minutes or so. They'll likely be easing him back. But he started, so that's good news. I cannot wait to see how he fits in the lineup. I think maybe this week we're looking at an indie pick game. Karis LeVert fits that rotation perfectly. Well. He fills that 
Victor Oladipo void. Perfectly. He does. Perfect. He's like a better version of what Oladipo was doing in as, Indiana. As of right now, in the Denver game in the second quarter, he has three points and he's a minus 18 so far. Who? Karis LeVert. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, he's coming back. Right. For, I mean, I'm yeah. not worried about that. That dude was getting like 50 point games for Brooklyn last year. Oh, I remember that during the bubble. Where, yeah, he was yeah. crushing. I won, I I won ex- some money off that. that. That was fun. I expect to see that Karis LeVert playing with Brogdon and Devontae Sabonis. Sabonis. Miles Turner, too. Yeah, and Miles Turner. It's going to be a pretty rock solid squad there, man. Mm-hmm. It's going to be fun. I, I want to see a game. I want to see. I want to watch a indie game soon. And we cannot forget about Dougie Buckets, right? Doug McDermott, man, he's like the most efficient like <laughs> bench player I've ever seen in my life. As of right now, he's got nine points with nine minutes on the bench. That dude is up there in <laughs> Jordan Clarkston country, if you ask me. Oh, that's great. Doug McDermott's been good. Do you have anything to say on Levert, Bo? I think he's a perfect fit for for that Oladipo role, mm-hmm. and they were smart to pick him up. And yeah, that was Levert was lucky to get that caught when he got it caught because that that uh, renal carcinoma doesn't slow down. Mm-hmm. So he's super lucky that, that was appears to have been resolved, and he can play basketball again. Yeah, he back. And I think he's going to be good, and I think Indiana is going to be good. What a steal for Andy. What a savvy move. All right, let's move on to did Minnesota win a game this week? On Thursday, new head coach Chris Finch won his first game as head coach of Minnesota against the New Orleans Pelicans. The Pellies. They beat the Pelicans. Pelicans are good. Thank you for that, Bo. Yeah, I'm happy to oblige. I lost money on that game. Ooh, what'd you take? I took the Pelicans. Well, obviously, but I'm saying you take the spread. You take it, was, the- it was money line with a parlay. Oh, okay. But that was a loser. In fact, they won two games this week, beating Portland by two points on Sunday night, last night. So that's two wins. I guess now we just kind of see if they can keep it up. Dude... Two wins in three weeks. So one of the things I, that I was well, talking about, uh, Timberwolves, one of the things I wanted to talk about was the other night, uh, Anthony Edwards scoring 34 points on Portland. Mm-hmm. That kid, I, he's he's the real deal. I mean, I know he's number one overall pick, but, like, he's he's awesome. Yeah, he gets buckets. Like, He's better than I thought he would be. And he looks he so scared. He, he looks – I mean, he is young, but, like, seeing him run around out there and play – He's not scared of anybody, but then like if he dunks and then turns around and his face, like when you see his face, if it's like for the first time, you're like, that's not what I would imagine on that on that body. You know what I mean? Yeah. After watching all this Last Chance U, you really come to appreciate how good these NBA players really are. Even the last man on the bench, I mean, they're so good. Anthony Edwards is a baller. Oh yeah, there's no doubt. But see, but when he played at Georgia though. I don't feel like that was the same Anthony Edwards because, like the the Georgia Memphis game, for example, when him and Wiseman went up against each other, like I didn't feel like was Wiseman in that game. I think that was his last game to play, wasn't it, or was it the game before that? I don't recall. He may, I think it may have been the game before that, but 
Anyway, the point being is, Anthony Edwards during that game did not just like I didn't walk away from him and be like, "That's the number one pick. The kid is going to be awesome. Yeah. He's going to be dropping thirty four points on Portland." Well, it can be hard to see sometimes, especially if you're not seeing it in person or it's just one game sample. Right. It can be hard to judge, but it looks like he's uh, the real deal, and it's just a matter of once again if he can keep it up. I think. If he continues to work hard and get better, we see these high draft picks sometimes fizzle out. It happens often. I ashamed the beat. Oh, oh he Anthony, never got lit. Anthony, <laughs> Bennett. <laughs> Anthony Bennett. I don't know. There's a lot of guys that do it. Bo said that firecracker still sitting in the ground. Bo's going to start sweating and slamming hams over there. Ooh, I do need to get another beer. Thinking about Hashim the beat. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why they just didn't take. If you're gonna take the beat, you might as well just take Dude, Tyreek. It's this is a Ooh. this is a game or this is a game most Grizzlies fans have played for many, many, many years, and I promise you, it ends in in sorrow. It's just it's like beating the broken. It, I think it's the price. We don't need to go too far in it, but I think it's the price you pay to have the Grizzlies move to Memphis. And have Michael Heisley be the reason they moved to Memphis. It's just the price of doing business. Thanks, Bo. <laughs> so Heisley going to do what Heisley going to do. Exactly. Heinsley. Yeah. Alan Iverson called him at the Bubba Chuck conference, <laughs> uh, press conference. I'd like to thank Mr. Heinsley. And now we're going to take uh, Pete announces. Now we're going to take uh, questions from the audience. Hey, uh, Hey, Alan. Uh, Bubba Chuck, as I like to call you, my son played basketball with you, but he killed himself. So anyway, thanks for coming to Memphis. <laughs> He's up there strumming that fucking guitar. All right. He threw that He threw that Gibson guitar in the dumpster on the way out. He handed it to whoever was the closest person to him and then walked off the stage. He's like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what anyone He walked about. out of the FedEx Forum out the front door over to the West End. Sat down at the bar, ordered a Bloody Mary or a daiquiri. A daiquiri. Literally. <laughs> he just went next door and got a diver from Silky's. <laughs> Grenade, grenadine and booze. I'm trying to remember how I watched that press conference. They stream it, maybe? I'm so disappointed that I can't find that on the internet. I think it was on fucking what Fox you- Sports, dude. It was like on television. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was on the I, website. I don't remember. I hope someone somewhere has a copy of that. You, you guys need to ask your boy Roser if he can get a copy of the Bubba Chuck moment. <laughs> I'm sure Roser has it. Roser has everything regarding the Grizzlies. I'll buy that top shot. Him strumming. Exactly. Strumming that would that, be quite the moment. Him fucking holding <laughs> that guitar and strumming it with Should, that grin on his face. <laughs> find that find that clip and send it to uh, the guy on Twitter that, that runs Top Shot and see if he could make it happen. It's not going to. You never know. He's not going to nifty that up for us. I don't know. you got to be a glass half full kind of guy, Jeff. I'm not delusional. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a realist. Anyways. Oh, John Morant got some yamming going down. Grizz are down by eight at halftime to the Suns. 52-60. All right, I think now is the perfect time to go to the pick game of the week. The game was Thursday night, Orlando versus Miami. Ah, yes. Florida on Florida action. 
the humidity, the beaches, the oceans, the floors in every room of the house are tile, screened-in porches and pools. Florida has the most golf courses of any state in America. Approximately 1,000 people move to Florida each day. Florida is the flattest state in America, and they produce oranges. I feel like I'm doing a podcast with Ron DeSantis right now. Not so much in the political views. I'm just saying, like, the selling factor of Florida. That was good. <laughs> you made me want to go to Florida right now. Did you know Burt Reynolds grew up in Florida? I do now. Brent Reynolds. I want a mustache, damn it. So, apparently, Orlando's G League team is very good. They won their first NBA G League title in dominating fashion. So, which team is better, the Orlando Magic or the Lakeland Magic? The team with Nick Vucevic. Nikola. Yeah. What a name, Nikola. Devin Kennedy for the Lakeland Magic. 22.6 rebounds in a championship game. Named the 2021 G League Finals MVP. The Magic have this guy at their disposal. He's just sitting down. He's just not doing anything now. So you're telling me they choose to play Alpha Rika Minu over this guy? I guess so. I'm not. Uh, I liked Alpha Rico Aminu several years ago. He played for Portland. He was younger. He had more potential. I don't know if that guy's. I mean, I'm sure he's a great player, but he's not getting it done. He's not making a difference for the Magic, it appears. He only played 26 minutes the other night and had two points. So I feel like I really do feel like I could score two points in an NBA game. I don't think so. You don't think so? I'm no. talking like trash minutes, though, Bo. I'm talking about like when they dribble the clock out, if you just have the ball and just take off. I see that he played 21 minutes and had no points. Ooh. Which brings up an interesting point. There's a little controversy here. I think we called it the Sunday Miami-Orlando game for our pick game of the week. But Orlando and Miami played twice last week. Ooh, dun-dun-dun. So, like, Thursday rolls around, and we're all texting each other about the game on Thursday when they played. And then we kind of realized that it was the wrong game that we called the Sunday night game. But then, am I wrong? Did we decide, like, oh, well, who cares? We'll just do... The Thursday night for the pick game? Is that I what we did? I, I'm, I'm going to have to check again. I'm pretty sure I watched the Thursday game. I watched the Thursday game. So I, I believe thought, that's what I watched. I watched the Sunday game. All right, then. So. <laughs> all right. Well, you have that, and we have this. We'll make it work. I think it gives us a little more in-depth analysis on those two teams. Yeah, for sure. We'll get opposing opinions. Mm -hmm. That's why I was looking at that. I was like, wait a minute. I'm, I know I'm looking at the... Check me if I'm wrong, but Miami won both of the games, right? Miami did win on, on Sunday night for sure. Okay. They did on Thursday okay. as well. So this is the good thing about watching both games is you got your end and I've got my end. Yeah, I'm for it. All right. I'm not... I'm not worried about it whatsoever. So, Alfarico Emanuel had two bad games that we know of last week. <laughs> At least two out of four. He was 50%. I didn't catch the other two. 
for my so you guys didn't answer me which uh, uh, i guess bo did he said the magic are the the orlando magic are better than the lakeland magic which yeah. is probably correct <laughs> that, no, that is actually correct. Well, they won the but, G League championship. Dude, I'm going to tell you this. And the Orlando Magic are uh, 10 games behind 500. So, I learned. I actually was talking to Roser about this one time, and I made the comment just out of talking out of my ass that I do 90% of the time. Um, I made the comment. I was like, man, I really think that I could beat Brian Scalabrini in a basketball game. Cause That's he's, ridiculous. Because he's, he's older, you know? But anyways – totally we had, ridiculous we had that conversation this was many many years ago and he was like dude check this out and like showed me brad scalabrini and like so i get all i say all this to say that nba talent it doesn't matter if they are the worst players right. on the court are the most dominant human beings when it comes to basketball and agreed and most of those guys at the g league level probably will not make that jump up yeah so like the talent it's just yeah mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah. Now you could tell me you're going to beat Hashim to beat, and I think I'd buy that. Hey, I doubt don't, it. I don't know, man. I'm pretty. Like, I, I got. I got a few. I got a few pounds around the midsection. I don't know. I. I'm, I'm usually a. I'm usually in my rec league game that I play. I'm usually like a. I get a good six and a half minutes in, and it's time to go sit down, and then I get you know get back out there five ten minutes later. The last time you and I played basketball, Vanelli, you made it about uh, halfway through like one half court game yeah to like 21 stamina has never been my real big strong suit <laughs> and then we played again and you were like no i'm done and you limped off the court <laughs> yeah my knees my knees don't work like they used to i played high school ball uh for the local high school here and my coach was nathaniel root who played at the university of memphis with earl Barron and um who else was on that team i can't remember but anyways, he he ran us and 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 like th- he's supposed to. And I think he did long term damage to my knees, uh, or the fact that I'm just fat now and lazy. Yeah. You didn't keep up your flexibility and weight training, probably. No, no, I skipped those days for twenty years. <laughs> uh, back to the game. On the Miami side, they have a player by the name of Miles Leonard. Mr. Leonard, over the week, made a anti-Semitic slur uttered while live-streaming video gameplay. He said something negative about Jewish people. Charles Barkley said this about it. He said, I like Myers Leonard. He said something that was really stupid. He made a huge mistake. Leonard has been fined $50,000 by the NBA and ordered to remain away from the Miami Heat with pay for a week. The guy was already sidelined by a season-ending shoulder surgery. So, okay. Now everybody just knows he's an asshole, too. Well, I mean, he's the same guy that doesn't kneel with his teammates during the national anthem, and it just kind of raises more questions, more suspicion, in my opinion. Obviously, there is the, a there is a uh, there is a vast difference between standing and kneeling for a national anthem, whichever side. I don't. I'm not trying to get into all that, but I'm not there, either. There's a suspicion. There's, there is a, a massive difference between doing that versus what he did say on a. I agree. <laughs> I'm just pointing out that it raises more questions. Right. 
So obviously the guy says he's sorry, but I don't think it's about misspeaking. He says that he misspoke. I don't think it's about that as much as like why your brain is wanting to go and say things like that in the first place. I'd be willing to bet this guy says a lot of things that if people heard it, he would regret it. He did something that like 14 year olds do. When they're playing video games. So how, but how, how, not in, in any way, shape, form, or fashion of defending him, but like, well, how old is this guy? He's Man. 29 years old. Oh, well, that's a little bit Come different. on, dude. You're 29. That's a little bit different. He's playing video games online and said inappropriate shit because he thought it was like cool or he was like trying to be cool. Dude, you're 29. Like, what are you doing? You know you're be, like, what? Whether or not you know you're being recorded or not, you're in the damn NBA and almost 30 playing video games calling people names online. Well, just it's, I think it's more than calling somebody a name, too. <laughs> like He didn't just call it somebody a name. Like, he, like, I don't he think really, it matters what he said. Like You're right. fucking almost 30 years old, and you're calling people names online playing video games. There's nothing wrong with playing video games. Um, that's fine, but he's going down to like a... 14-year-old's level. I just want to make sure that we weren't going after the video game players. I'm not, but, like, what are you doing? Like, he knew he was being recorded on top of everything. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. He he was the one that recorded it. I'm saying. (laughs) Like, you started the recording of yourself saying this. (laughs) What kind of idiot does that? I think it's... It's just stupidity and it's it's such a bad look. Yeah, it's kind of ridiculous, man. (laughs) Imagine that conversation between him and his agent. Like, I think his career, his career is over, man. What the fuck were you doing? Well, what's interesting is he's on the second to last year of his deal with a team option next season. It'll be interesting to see if the Heat keep him around. I mean, he's still seven feet tall. He's still kind of like, uh, he's only 30, so he still could be a relevant player. Do you just give up on that because he did this one really yes. stupid thing? Yes. Do you let him walk? Uh, how do his teammates think about, like, what are they What are they thinking about this? Like, what else is this dude doing is what I would guess. Well, I guess it thinking. depends. If Miami wants to keep him, they could say, as a basketball player, we do want to keep you. But we're going to – we want you to do this sort of work with, with the Jewish community in Miami. And – and then he's going to have to essentially give a lot of money and a lot of time to. I think he's. I think they've already. He's already started doing that, though. Yeah, I haven't looked into it, yeah, but I'm he's just already. Saying, like, they, that's I think what they you have to do. I think he he made a statement afterwards, and they you know obviously uh, I say point my uh, the team got a hold of it and said, hey, look, you know he's working with Jewish community, he's doing all this stuff, and so like he, I think he's voluntarily trying to get that first step out there. But like if you bring him into any franchise at all. There's no building camaraderie around that dude. Just a big fucking cover-up, a big cover-your-tracks charade. I, I don't know the guy, but you know he could have not meant that in an anti-Semitic way. It, it, he just was saying it as, a, as an insert. Uh, excuse me, insult. Which insert, is not insert any insult. better. It's not any no. better. Yeah, dude, you can't. It's not, but... Well, how? I'm saying, like, that's what 14-year-olds do. Abs- you're, well, he was... <laughs> He was probably playing against some 14-year-olds that say shit like that. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, maybe. But even then though, if you it, it, as an as a professional athlete, 
you have to understand, and you've had to, by 29, you've had somebody tell you, if you're the, at the level of Myers Leonard, to say, hey, bro, look, everything that you do is going to be under a microscope. He's been, but he's he grew up in the era of Twitter. Like he joined, he. That's that's even more of a point, but my, but. Yeah. You're not yeah. telling us anything like he should already know that. That's obvious. But like for you to set up your own camera and to say that voluntarily, stupid. It's the dumbest thing you could possibly. And he wasn't even didn't even look like he'd been drinking, so it wasn't like he was hammered. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it just this dude's on his fucking lunch break calling people names. Yep. Pretty ridiculous. Yeah, uh, it's bad luck, man. It'll be interesting to see what the Heat do. He's on around next year. He's gone. It's yeah. over. I mean, it's not like he's been super good for them or played much at all, really. And when he does play, I'll have to go. Yeah. I'll have to go play in the Israeli league or something. <laughs> ah, that was a joke, Jeff. I know. I caught it. <laughs> it's very possible. It's <laughs> pretty funny. What's going on with the Grizz game here? Jay Crowder's whooping up on them Grizz. Mm, looks like. Jonas, what time? What's your time stamp on the game? I'm at ten twenty on yeah, the third we quarter. Ten twenty as well. Same. Okay, nice. Bo, Bo's getting into it. Bo's standing up. On no, the, I'm getting another beer. Uh, I, I got. I, are we going mobile? Oh, uh, we're going mobile. Yeah, you want a tour? Yeah. What you got? <laughs> You're not going to the uh, bank, are you? No. <laughs> this is my work shop? area. Holy shit! Look at bro. that in the basement. I got that. I got that same toolbox. Nice, nice. Some speakers. That run through the walls. Oh, yeah. Bunch of old VHSs. That's pretty sweet. I see that on video. There you go. Yeah. This is my stack of records that I'm going to trade in for store credit. He's got the Clash here. Flock of Seagulls. Yeah, you can easily let that one go. <laughs> I've got two of them. Yeah. Jeff's not a big hey. Flock of Seagulls fan. I kind of like that album. This one's pretty bad. This Jethro Tull. When are you going to listen to that? Like the I flock have, of seagulls. When are you going to like, be like, I'm going to put this album on. Listen to I'll it. I'll put it on right now. <laughs> I hope you put it on full blast while we do the entire podcast. Don't you have like a Spotify or iTunes? It's not the same, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you have all that stuff? What are those for? <laughs> Don't you have a digital media player of some sorts? There's the uh, Go Grizz. Go Grizz. Oh, you got that TV up there. All right. Nice. Nice. You got, yeah, a nice a little, you got a nice little setup down there. Basement life. There you go. You got that thing pointed down enough. Ah, it's good. He gets that, that way he's eye level when he stands up for the end of the of the uh, Timberwolves games. That's right. That way he's eye level. He's coach level, man. I'm going to have to come over there and lay on that couch and see if that TV is uh, <laughs> angled properly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on my no, way to come lay on your couch in the basement. It's going to live down there. Oh. Yeah, it's kind of nice down here. Hell yeah, it looks nice. Looks like a nice fucking clubhouse. The only thing that sucks is there's probably like nine feet of snow outside that wall. No, it's about five inches. It'll be gone in two days. Five inches is a lot down here. <laughs> That's what she said. Oh. Here we go. Said it. I was like the Dwayne Wade and LeBron alley oop from like in Miami days. Anyway, on to the game. 
the Sunshine State Showdown. So we watched separate games. <laughs> the first game on Thursday was in Miami. Second game was in Orlando. First game at the American Airlines Arena. Don't even get me started on American Airlines. You don't want to get me started talking about the American Airlines. You don't want me talking about the American Airlines, man. And all their bailouts, poor money management, shitty service. The Heat were favored by a nine come game time on Thursday. I don't remember the last time I watched a Magic game. Probably a reason for that, too, but. I don't remember. And the Orlando is 13 and 23 coming into this game. 10 games, as I said, below 500. What's up with these earned edition jerseys? You hear about these yet? What are they like? Bright. I heard something about it, but I, I did not read about it. I didn't read about it either. But Miami had trophy gold jerseys. I mean, they were yellow. I kept thinking they were the Pacers out there playing. So apparently, I don't know, if you make the playoffs the year before or something, you get these jerseys. So they're like second place or second place prize. I don't know what the fuck they are. There's too many damn colors. Sometimes I'm watching games. I can't even remember who's playing in the game. They're wearing some off color. Why is Miami wearing yellow jerseys? <laughs> it's so hard sometimes to like. It's for the heat, keep up. Man. They got how many fucking jerseys they got? They got like they got twenty-five the, fucking different jerseys. I know. I like the the pink and the or what is it? Uh, the vice ones. Yes, those things are sweet. A lot of people don't like those. I like that. One. The flock of seagull ones. <laughs> yes, that is exactly it. Well, the reason being is because of Vice City, right? Grant the thought of Vice City. Well, that I think it was already. Soundtrack. It wasn't it already. Oh. <laughs> I think it was already called Vice <laughs> City before the game, but all right. Yeah. <laughs> the, the game didn't well, determine that. Yes, the Flock of Seagulls. Was on that soundtrack. All over that. that thing. We're all just driving around in motorcycles, listening to Flock of Seagulls, killing um, hookers. Just stealing motorcycles, and that was a great game. Doing flips wow. and shit. We're just cruising. And having Such a, a good, good time. Game. Yeah, that's a, that's a fun game to just get in a car and just drive around and just... Deliberately disobey all the traffic laws and just cruise around. But see, the <laughs> that game is so like it's like now if you go play it, that game is so incredibly large in the amount of time that you have to like put into it to like even remotely get into the storyline. Oh, it's crazy! I've actually played. I've, I've showed my kids the game just driving, not anything crazy. Yeah, and I'll like be running red lights, like Dad, stop! What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> That's like the funnest part is just to cruise around and just. Never stop for anything. You know, I have to be really careful not to hit it. They, they haven't seen me hit a pedestrian in the game, <laughs> yeah. luckily. They yeah, will, no. There will be language. You don't hit pedestrians. You don't hit other cars. You just cruise around. You just cruise around and try to, and then like occasionally I'll run a red light. They're like, what are you doing? You just drive around like the uh, evil land of owner uh, Brad Wesley out of Roadhouse. He's just <laughs> yeah. swerving through the lanes, just minding his own business, running people off the road. Where was I? Yeah, let me go take. I'm you got to go to the bathroom? I do. I have go to, ahead. I have to go use the facilities. Go ahead. I'll wait for you. How's your, uh, have you looked at your Coinbase? Not wallet? good. No, it's not good, is it? It's okay. Bad though. timing. I don't give a fuck. I think, actually, it's all going to flip back up. 
Oh, yeah. I'm not worried about it. I made a killing off that uh, other uh, stock, that other Coinbase stock or whatever. That I saw that. It went up. Yeah. What I made you? like 500 bucks today How much? on that shit. What did you? What did you? What did you jump in? I got no. like six thousand shares, and it went up. I don't know what it went up, but it was like five hundred dollars. In one day, it went up forty like percent or something. What's what stock is it? It's uh, what is the company? They they like mine it's shit or Coinsilium Group Unlimited. So how did you find that stock? Uh, or I, I was searching for companies that started with the word coin. <laughs> I hope and you make a billion dollars off this. <laughs> you actually, you never know. Like this shit might. Yeah. This could be like literally the future of banking, and you might actually yeah. have hit something. Oh, I'm hanging. Like I would not. Se- I would not sell it. Oh, I got five thousand shares. If it's worth fucking two dollars a share, I'm, I do well. You bought five thousand. Okay. Yeah, I think I bought six thousand. I sold off today like a thousand shares because i wanted to buy in on uh what the fuck did i buy in on i wanted to buy something else um it's some like uh south korean amazon shit it's like the amazon Mm -hmm. of south korea and it's at like forty dollars a share or something i wanted to buy as much as i got i got like 20 shares yeah i i guess i'm gonna i need to I guess I need to open a uh, my own account, like a Robinhood or whatever. Do you use I've a real th- bank? Use like Char- I told you, Charles Schwab, man, they're good. The free trades. Yeah, maybe I'll do that. I need just because I want to get on this Coinbase. Coinbase sucks. IPO. Coinbase yeah. sucks. Well, it, it sucks, but right now it's it has potential. There, pe- people are paying fees um, to use it. I've got I've got some Bitcoin and I've got some uh, Ethereum as well too. Ah, so do I. Ethereum's uh, it's pretty decent, but I don't know. I get on it's there cool. just, just to fuck around. I'm not you know. If I wake up one morning that some bitch has got a hundred thousand dollars in it, I hit cash out and I don't know. Go to the beach <laughs> with a hundred grand. We're taking the pod to the beach. All right. <laughs> I'll pack all this shit. I'll just buy all new shit. <laughs> For hundred thousand dollars, we'll just have a table out on the beach doing the podcast. I don't know, I'm gonna, I'm holding my Ethereum and sure Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah, me too. I'm not oh, gonna mess for with sure. it. I'm just gonna leave it in there. Let it fucking. I think you need to check in on it every once in a while. I've heard some horror stories about people getting locked out of their accounts or shit just like disappearing because they were their account was inactive. Yeah, no, you have to check. Like, you you got to read the fine print on that shit. Yeah, no, you have to, like, I mean, it's something I get on there just once a day when I don't have anything to do. Just check it and see what's going on, mess around with it, you know. So, Well, it's another, it's just another market to check at this point. You just kind of look at it to see what, see what this market's doing compared to the, you know, stock market, basically. Oh, yeah. Anyways. Back to the yeah. game. Hoops. So on Thursday, this game was one year after the NBA and the rest of the world, for that matter, have shut down last year. Pick game. This game was fun. Uh, It had a fun start to the game with all the starters out there. Okpala from the Heat. Who are you? He looked pretty damn good out there. 
I guess they call him KZ Okpala. He's a 21-year-old 6'8 wing player, shooting guard, small forward, 2019 second round, 32nd overall draft pick from Stanford. Okpala was a consensus four-star recruit and one of the top high school players in California. He was drafted by the Phoenix Suns in 2019, but soon traded to the Miami Heat. This guy seems legit. In the Thursday game, he only played 11 minutes. It's two of four from the field. But his background, he appears to be a legitimate player. He's got big size. A lot of potential there. Another, like, little steal from Miami. I think this guy's got a future in the league. I think he's good. On the other side, I'm looking at like who like our question coming into this pick game, the reason we picked it was like who plays for Orlando? Obviously all star Nikola Vucevic. He's thirty years old. Kind of a shame that he's played on kind of a bad team so far for his career. Kind of? Yeah, I mean kind <laughs> of. Orlando's like I don't know their previous seasons they've kind of been a loser but they're playing a lot of players this year that maybe they wouldn't if they didn't have five or six of their very nice players i think four of their starters out with injuries right now that's a lot Dwayne bacon on orlando he's getting a lot of run you may be asking yourself who is Dwayne bacon it's a 25 year old 6'6 wing player shooting guard small forward he signed with orlando this season now, this dude is Florida through and through. He's from Lakeland, Florida. Went to IMG in Florida. Went to Florida State for two years. He was drafted by the Pelicans, 40th overall in the 2017 NBA draft. He was later traded to the Charlotte Hornets on draft night. He played out his contract, and now he's signed with Orlando this year. He's a Florida man, true as the ocean is blue. His play? I mean, this dude is good. I think he's going to be really good. And it's kind of that thing like I was look watching Last Chance U, and I'm like, these guys are really good, and they're not fucking even NBA players. So when you think about, like you were saying earlier, Josh, like how good you have to be just to be in the NBA, I think this guy's pretty good. On Thursday's game, 40% from the field, 60% from three, 100% from the free throw line, 21 points, three rebounds, two assists, one turnover. That's a pretty solid line, 31 minutes. So you know Dwayne Bacon uh, actually played with one of the guys on Last Chance U. Really? Yeah. Okay. One of, one of the episodes I was watching, he said he made the comment about uh, – he referenced Dwayne Bacon in something. I couldn't remember what the context was, but um, he did play with him. So. I think he's a good player. He shoots a three. He gets in the lane. He can handle the ball. He's got. He's averaging ten and a half points on the season. Apparently, this was like his best game of the season, or one of them, anyway. So hey, good for him. I think. A couple other players that caught my eye: Kem Birch. He's usually like a third string big man. I actually kind of like this guy though. In this game. He played 22 minutes, did not have much going. 
He had like 11 rebounds and no points. 0 for 6 from the field. Usually he's like super efficient. Last season I know he was very efficient with his minutes. I was looking at his stats this year, and he's not been efficient with his limited time on the court nearly like he was last year. You guys know this Ken Birch. Finelli, you got like three of his top shots, right? Yeah, I opened a pack with two of them. Or one, it was him and actually Dwayne Bacon in one pack. Oh. I was sitting here. I didn't want to get on the top shot thing, but I was like, yeah, I've, I've got I actually have these cards or these moments. Excuse me. Oh. These moments. Um, but, yeah, I've got them. So, this is Mo Bamba. Yeah. I like Mo Bamba a lot. We had a Mo Bamba sighting in this game. But We uh, did have a Mo Bamba sighting. He looks exactly like one of the players on uh, Last Chance U. I know who you're talking about, but I don't have all their names. Yeah, I don't have his name, but he's a center. He, Anyways, go ahead. I just noticed that. All right. Um, okay, okay, so Okiki and Randall. First two guys off the bench for Orlando. Chasson Randall. He's 28. He's a 6'2 point guard. This dude has been on like 13 teams globally after going undrafted. My color ink cartridge is apparently out because I don't have the school or his draft pick. (laughs) (laughs) Remind me to order a new color uh, printer cartridge. Cartridge. Anyway, I think he went to school for four years. Stanford. Maybe it was Stanford. I was going to say Stanford. Stanford. There's a couple guys that are in these notes. Anyway, so this is Randall's first season with Orlando after playing with the Orlando G League affiliate, the Lakeland Magic. He's been waived five times in the NBA. This dude's been up and down emotionally so many times. He's just trying to make it in the league. This game... 30 minutes. Not a bad player. I mean, like I said, the Magic are down like five or six dudes. It's crazy. I didn't realize they had so many guys out. You know, Fultz blew his ACL, and it kind of spiraled out of control after that. Yeah, that was brutal. And then they, on the Thursday game, they started Michael Carter-Williams, and he actually played pretty good. So-so. All things considered. So on his... On his on his player profile on ESPN, Randall, yeah, on uh, Chasson Randall's player profile, it has obviously color coded bad, average, and good, and they have the different percentiles sliced right down the middle for the fifty percent mark. And so his vitals are six two, and he's one hundred and eighty five pounds, and both of those are extremely red for his position. So I don't know how much. Okay. Yeah. So he's a big boy. I mean, he's 6'2", 185, playing, you know, A in the NBA. and Yeah. I I don't know. I mean. I don't either. He had nine points in the game. I know that. He had five assists, two steals, a couple of rebounds, uh, 60% from three. You got to give him that. That's pretty good for the game. Yeah, he's just like typically he probably was supposed to be like the third string point guard. But now he's first guy off the bench with Fultz out. The Magic are playing a lot of guys I don't think they ever intended on really playing. Right. And they, they're they making the best of what they can. And the record reflects, I think, 
one more player profile here. Chuma Okiki. He was the other guy off the bench first for Orlando. This guy is interesting. He's 22 years old, 6'8", power forward, 16th overall draft pick. Bo, do you have where he went to school for two years? Was it Stanford as well? Auburn. Auburn. War Eagle. <laughs> he had quite the career at Auburn for two years. Mm-hmm. And he actually tore his ACL in the Sweet 16 in 2019. <sighs> okay. And then the, that that's the year that Auburn made it to the Final Four. He can shoot the three, apparently. Yeah, he went 50% in this game. He's getting rebounds, a couple assists, little points, but 25 minutes. That's kind of what we look for when we're talking about, like, guys that are impacting games, like 25 minutes. You got to get at least 25 minutes to have an impact in a game, typically. I think this guy's got a lot of potential, though, you know, and I think he's going to be good. I guess health will be an issue. But, uh, yeah, those are the leading minute men off the bench for Orlando. And I thought it was kind of interesting to kind of get to know these guys a little bit. Because that's what we do over here at the House of Hoops. We don't want to come on here and just talk about Aaron Gordon the whole time or Vucevic. Everybody knows Vucevic is crazy. Dude had, like, a great game. Vucevic, 24 points, 17 rebounds. Like Hell, he had 38 the game I watched. Yeah. 38 and 10. He was trying to will that game to a win. It's just so tough for Vucevic. I mean, imagine being 30 years old. You've never really had a lot of success yet in your career. Right. And now, like, this is the roster. You're going out there, and he's trying to do it all on his own. He's getting all of the attention, like the pregame. He'll get a contract after this, though, for sure. Yeah. What is his contract situation? The game that I watched, too, Terrence Ross did have a hell of a game coming off the bench. This year, he's got 26, and then 24, next 21, 22, and then 22, 23, 22 million. So he signed this concert on July 6, 2019. He signed four years, 100 million. Okay. And it's a descending contract. So it started at 28, 26, 24, 22. So there's no team options, no player options. So he's locked. Mm-hmm. So into this contract, mm-hmm. real quick, I just I was trying to look up that same contract, but I switched over to Twitter for a second, and James Wiseman apparently just got a technical for elbowing the absolute shit out of Montrez Harrell. And I think <laughs> it's the greatest thing in the world. Well, I don't say absolute shit. He kind of he caught him pretty good, but Montrez sold it. Montrezel sold it. Anyway, sorry. I wonder where that's coming from. I mean, it's hard to know what's going on in that game blind. So, yeah, how about that Jimmy Butler? He's pretty good, huh? Yeah, but the game the game that I watched, Tyler Hero had a... Yeah? Yeah, I like that kid a lot, man. I think he's a... Oh, he's on his way. I, I think he's a... I think he's a prick on the court. Oh. But I tell you what, man, that kid can... He can just score. There's no, no doubt about it. That kid's unbelievable, man. Oh, yeah. He's good. On Thursday, Jimmy Butler was just getting shit done. He was just working. He's so he's so good. And we talked about made threes in a season. He's only made nine this year. Oh. Yeah, he, had, he didn't make one. Well, how many games has he played? 25. Okay. 
That's low. It's low volume. He, play, he played 58 games last season and made 29 threes. That's crazy because, uh, uh, you know, maybe the, his, that's just his role on a team is not to do that. They got so many good three-point shooters on that squad. Well, they do, like that That was like my big takeaway from the game was that you had Olenek, who actually played good defense on – relatively good defense on Vucevic. But you had Olenek and then you have all those other guards that can shoot. Mm-hmm. And then you have Jimmy Butler just out there basically cutting into the lane – and then he'll find the open shooter or just lay up dunk. Yeah. And that's what that's what Jimmy Butler does. Jimmy Butler, to me, he's out there typically, especially when it counts. He's really just playing scoring point guard. And uh, he can facilitate and get guys in position. But if he can get in the lane and disrupt things, he's doing that. That's like his role. And he's so big and strong that He'll he'll go and lay it up if he or get contact and get to the foul, foul line. Yeah, you can't stop him. You can only hope to contain him. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy buckets, game breaker. I did think it was kind of funny that in the bubble he was like um, selling his coffee. Apparently, yeah. Like I thought that was a really like random thing that I never would associated with Jimmy Butler was coffee. Man, I think they were just fucking bored, dude. <laughs> I think so too. He was just like, "You guys want to go ride the teacups?" <laughs> they're like coming up with their own shit to do because they're just like, "What are we doing all day, every day, just in here by ourselves?" And Daniel House was like, "Ha ha, I got lady <laughs> yeah. <up> in here." <laughs> Daniel House, he ruined it for everybody. Way to go. <laughs> Yeah, so that Mo Bamba, I think maybe he needs to get off that three-point line, go get some rebounds. Holy shit. Another guy like One of four from three in the Thursday game. Five rebounds. Played 13 minutes. I guess five rebounds is pretty good for 13 minutes. Three fouls. Sunday, 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 Sunday. No, he had 10 minutes and one point and four rebounds. Oh, like a worse game. Right. How many, how many minutes did uh, Kim Birch get in that game on Sunday? 12. Oh. Yep. So Vucevic played like 48 minutes? 38, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, he played yeah, the majority of the game. Terrence Ross played 34 minutes and got 31 points. Terrence Ross played. Okay, he didn't play on Thursday. Terrence Ross had a hell of a game. Good. He's rested up. Orlando... You know, they don't look terrible. They've got their centerpiece, which is obviously Vucevic. But everyone else seems pretty young and hungry or like they're trying to make the league. Like, that's, there's not a lot of help there. Did Aaron Gordon play on Sunday? No. Okay, he played on Thursday, played 13 minutes. Seven in the first half. Yeah. So they just split it up. He played really 14 minutes, I guess. Yeah. Bam out of, and that was his minute restriction, I'm sure. Uh, Bam Adebayo did not play on Sunday night either on the right. other side. So. He didn't play Thursday or Sunday. He's out. But, yeah, I don't think Orlando's a terrible team, especially if they have all their guys healthy. Their record is reflecting the guys they've had to play, guys they don't think ever intended on really playing. It's interesting. They're in a weird place where they're trying to use guys that, like I said, they weren't planning on playing, but they're kind of like building these guys up too. 
but they also have like this 30 year old proven solid big man that's kind of holding the whole team together and Vucevic uh Aaron Gordon's only 25 but he is approaching what I would say is the prime of his career at 27 mark so what do they do going forward? That's gonna be a tough spot for them. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta offload them, dude. They gotta either offload both of those guys. I don't know, man. I think they need to really go after it right now. Well, I mean, you got in, you know, uh, sell high. I mean, it, you've got, they you could. got you got to do something because what are you gonna tear it down? You have to because Aaron Gordon. It, I, you take Vucevic or and or Aaron Gordon off that team, and they are really bad. Oh no, they're one hundred percent. They're god awful. But my point being is, you could put Aaron Gordon on another team right now and be extremely successful, just like you can take Vucevic and do the same thing. My thing is, sell them while you got them now to where they are, yeah, and then just say, hey, give me, send them to Boston. Hell, uh, uh, what's his nuts up there? Or give draft picks away like they're going away out of style. Yeah, um, on paper, it does look like. They either need to move Nikola Vucevic for future assets assets, or they need to go all in like right now and try to win. It seems like they're just kind of in the middle right now, which is like a terrible place to be. Yeah, they're in purgatory. Middle aging stars and not having enough firepower to win consistently. Maybe they're trying to find a diamond in the rough with these young guys. It kind of reminds me, and it's Bo, you're going to like this, it kind of looks like a team that Chris Wallace built. Yeah, it's just kind of yeah. Michael Carter Williams mm-hmm. might as well be uh, <laughs> Jamal Tinsley. Mm. Yeah, what a sore subject. It must be nice to have the number one overall pick to sit high. Markel Fultz to to mm. sit to sit high and mighty on that throne. Orlando. Like I said, they're missing a ton of players. They were missing Evan Fournier, Terrence Ross, Cole Anthony, James Ennis, Markel Fultz, and Jonathan Isaac. That's at least four starters, dude. Like Cole yeah. Anthony's a rookie, right? He should be playing. Yeah. So I think maybe if those guys are all in there, like I think I'm not going on a limb here saying this is a much better team, Orlando. I'm thinking so. But – if guys aren't playing, then this is their team. Like, this is your team. Hey, you got to deal with it, Orlando. I mean, you just you got to start from scratch and build, build from the draft. It's all the only thing you've got. Because you're not drawing any players there. It's tough, man, because Aaron Gordon's only 25. Like, But do you think – let me ask you this. You got to keep him. Do you think that there's – How good is he? There's any player in the NBA right now that would look at it and say, I'm going to go help Aaron Gordon. Or I'm going to go help Nikola uh, uh, Vucevic. As a free agent? No. That's what I'm saying. So for you have to look at it from that standpoint to say, okay, well. Well, they can make trades. You could. all free agency. But even if you make a trade and you get somebody that comes into place for Orlando, you think he's really going to be successful or like want to be there? I, I mean, these guys, they don't just play because they want to be places. They play because they're NBA players. I, and they're, I mean, they're betting on themselves. They're trying to make money, not just play for like a team. Like they're they're most of these guys are, they're businessmen stoked to be in the NBA. Oh, I'm sure. making fat cash. The Grizzlies are down eighty-seven to one fourteen in this game tonight. I think it's safe to say there's five minutes left. It's over. This we knew that Grizzlies weren't going to win this game, right? Yeah, that was. Um, 
a bloodbath, I think is what we called it before it started. Yep. It was going to get ugly. Yeah, it did. If only Jaron Jackson would have played. I don't know if that would have helped. The Suns are so good. The Suns are very good, unfortunately. Javon Carter out there. All right. Where's yeah, Cameron Payne? Earlier. I'm watching the Nuggets game right now. I just picked up campaign on my fantasy team. I dropped Tyus Jones for Cameron Payne. Tyus ain't been getting minutes or production. Anyway, on with the Grace pick game, Allen. huh? What? Grayson Allen. It ain't over yet. <laughs> We're down 20. All we need is 21 more points. On with the pick game, eh? Hey. It's a close game in the first half. Bo, what were your uh, – did you have any major takeaways in this one? The Heat really, like, Tried to get the ball to Vucevic's hand as much as they can on the block. You know, if Vucevic's on the perimeter of offense, there's you know there's only so much you can do when he gets a spot up three. Mm. But on the block, when he get the ball, they would just they would double or triple team him, and then there's no real go to guy on the perimeter for the Magic. Mm-hmm. So I just felt like that was hard for the Magic to overcome. When you you don't have somebody on the perimeter that's going to create for you, and your main creator is the big guy, and he happens to be on the block for that possession, and he gets triple teamed, and he's got to pass it out, double teamed. It's just, and then Miami has Butler and mm-hmm. Iguodala and dudes that can just swarm the perimeter as well. Mm-hmm. I just felt like they were overmatched on that. Yeah, and then I also felt like, which I mentioned already, that. You know, you put the ball in Iguodala's hands and have four shooters out there, and then four shooters that can end up that can play defense on the other end. It's it's just it, it was not a good matchup for the Magic. Nah, they were gonna have a hard time beating anybody, especially the Heat. <laughs> I do like that we picked the game, though. I mean, it was fun to watch. Orlando's not terrible. They're not no. An if awful they had team. like a like a like a if Fultz was healthy this year and building off some momentum. I feel like that would have. I mean, that would be a piece that would have been fun to watch in this game. Yeah, that Orlando outshot Miami from three, thirty-five percent to thirty-two percent free throws. They outshot Miami from free from the free throw line, eighty-six percent to fifty-nine percent. They out rebounded Miami. I mean, they did a lot of good things. To me, it really just came down to the fourth quarter. Miami looks super disciplined. They run hard on breaks. They get back on defense. They just don't take plays off. They're just so disciplined and, I think, well-coached. And they have the talent to go with it, you know. I'm still a huge Kendrick Nunn fan from Miami. The kid's got all the heart and talent in the world. Yes, sir. Orlando was actually winning this game. In the third quarter, 80 to 79 with a minute left in the quarter. It was tied after three at 82. I got a little trivia question for you. Did Duncan Robinson shoot anything other than a three in this game? Well, I don't know. That's a good question. Without, without looking it up. Thursday night? Yeah, it was Thursday. The Thursday I, I night guess that you're asking, I'm going to say no because Tyler Hero was shooting a ton of mid range and making them all. So you're saying I'll no? Say, I'm saying no. What based do you on think? My memories of the game. Yeah. I'll say yes. You think he shot anything other than a three? He did not. 
You shot ah. three of 12 from three for 25%, nine points. Duncan Robinson just lives on the perimeter, dude. <laughs> Sometimes it's a he hell of a, a career to make, though, man. He knocks them down usually at a higher clip than 25%, but sometimes he'll get some threes. But not a great game for Duncan Robinson in his 22 minutes. But they still won. This dude goes 3 of 12 from 3. That's like a specialty, and they still win. He had 35 minutes in the game that I watched, 4 of 12 for 14 points. There you go. That's a little more Duncan Robinson. The reason I said yes is because he went 5 from 14 from the field. <laughs> so it was a difference of 1. Yeah, 1. Yeah. He lives out there. Hell, you know, not comparing him to Ray Allen, but Ray Allen made a career out of it. Yeah, Ray did a lot of things, though. But towards the end of his career, he made a damn good living off that corner three. Right. Go ask LeBron about that one. It's not a. Uh, it's a little different, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not comparing the players. I'm just saying that the style of play. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Ray yeah, Allen man. would be a fucking stud in today's. He'd be Devin Booker, I guess. Oh, Jesus Shuttlesworth, dude. He would dominate in his prime. Yeah, he's a great player. We all know that. Ray Allen's a fucking Hall of Famer. Yep. Purest jump shot I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. 2015 Ray Allen would have been perfect on the Grizzlies. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> <laughs> Wallace couldn't pull it off. No, he was a free agent, I think, if I remember right. Let's see. So I'm watching a game, and there's like nine minutes left, and that's – the point in the game where it seemed like Miami really turned up the intensity. Like, it was a close game. It was back and forth throughout the whole game, really, until about nine minutes left. They started playing super tight defense and really pushing the tempo on offense. At one point, Orlando was, like, playing zone defense, and I'm watching it, and I'm thinking just, why, why? Miami is so good from deep. They shoot a ton of threes. They're 10th. In the league and three points shot, 15th in the league and three points made per game. They shoot a high rate. I don't know why they're Orlando chose to do that late in the game. Ugh. Miami closed it out. They played hard. They played smart. Jimmy Butler was facilitating and driving and kicking and doing exactly what his role on that team is. And it's interesting what you brought up about the three-point shots because I didn't even think about him not shooting from outside at all. It doesn't matter. They just closed this fucker out. Miami won 111 to 103. Miami's now, at on Thursday, had won eight out of nine at that point in the week to move above 500 for the first time this season. How about that? Any other takeaways, Josh? I mean, what? Um, so that was Thursday's game. So on Sunday, what did you see anything that was different, or did you have any major takeaways from that game? I mean, it's hard to judge between Miami and Orlando to begin with. I mean, judge what? It's like talent level. Because I mean, the whole game. I mean, you're you've got Miami basically outside of the third quarter. I mean, they took care of business. You know, I, yeah. They had a bad third quarter. Yeah. So, I mean, they had, you know, Miami had 25 points. Orlando had 32 points. You know, so, you know, they Orlando made a run there, but I don't know how much of it was making a run versus Miami just saying, hey, we'll let you get your gas out of your tank so you can score 
20 points in the fourth quarter. Kind of goes with that veteran leadership and um, kind of goes with the um, – they've just been around the block as far as that Miami team. Oh, yeah. And, you know – They've you got, got the talent and they've got they've got everything going for them. Right. They had a slow start. They had COVID issues. They had injury issues. But that Miami team, though – They're coming around. That Miami team, they could be a force to be reckoned with. They were in the finals last year. Come right. on. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, they could make a deeper run into the finals if they're all healthy. And now they have Precious Achua. Well. <laughs> this is true. I think Precious will be fine. You just got to give him some time to develop. But, I, you know, they got a, they got a squad, man. Oh, For shit. Sure. And they play hard. They play smart. They're they're just firing on all cylinders right now. Well, and you got Pat Riley kind of overseeing everything. And like, poor Orlando, I almost feel bad for this team. <laughs> See, they, I didn't realize how many guys they had out for injuries. When we picked the game, I had no idea that many guys were out. That Aaron Gordon hadn't played in, however, like ten games or something. I know. I, I didn't realize that either. It's brutal. Yeah, I didn't know. We just haven't. Like, what, well, the, you look at their standings and you say. Well, why would I watch an Orlando game? They just suck. No, they don't suck. I think they're a good fucking team. They're just having a rough go at it. They got so much money tied up in injuries. Like, Take four starters off of any team and see what happens. They are not the worst team in the East. You got to kind of give it to them for that. The Pistons are below them. <laughs> you got to kind of hand it to them. Like they're not the worst team in the East, huh? They're right there, though. Yeah, they are. <laughs> With the Westbrooks. So, all right, here's some, some semi-breaking news. I don't know. Uh, this is kind of just circling around in, uh, in talks. Um, but there are people that are saying Russell Westbrook could end up at the L.A. Clippers. I, or how? How would that Who work? Who is saying that? that? Is that on Reddit? What's his, what's his username? What's his butt? Yeah. <laughs> what's what's his nuts? I need a beer. Westbrook is not going anywhere. I don't know, man. No fucking way. I got eleven well, beers left. Talks over here. between the Wizards and the Clippers have been going around on Clipper uh, on and Clippers acquiring Russell Westbrook is gaining momentum. For what? Via Shams. Shams. Via Shams. Oh. Okay. All right. Is it the fake shams on Twitter? No, it's it's no like we, some fucking Clippers fan. Uh, <laughs> Marvin Bagley broke his hand. Oh yeah, saw that. That's King all. I don't see this Westbrook Kings. Say a prayer for the Kings what, tonight. What champ account dead. are you looking at? That's what I'm trying to find right now. Hang on. Yeah, there ain't no Westbrook to the Clippers. It. I don't no. believe that the Wizards are even no. thinking about moving that guy if they even could. Scotty Brooks loves him. No, there's nothing on Shams. Maybe sh Shams as the fake Shams. Yep. Shamwows. Shamwows. That's it. You're looking at Shamwow. Nope. I got duped. Yeah, that was bad. Look, don't bring that fucking shit on here ever again. <laughs> you wouldn't do it on the Dan Patrick show. Would you be acting like that on the goddamn ESPN? Oh, I would actually. I would absolutely show my ass on ESPN. Oh my God, you'd be fired in the first day. If as you, long as I got you one paycheck, some shit like that on air, you're fired. What, what account are you? Who's retweeting that? Uh, like, go to. <laughs> Bo can't even find it. 
It doesn't even exist except for on your life. Like, just off the top of my head, the trade machine, he's owed $41 million. <laughs> Who the fuck are you going to trade? <laughs> it's nonsense. It was on It was on Twitter. Somebody said something about it, and I got yeah, duped. Yeah, somebody. Bo. I mean, I got duped, I, I, Bo. I, I, I got you. I got you. But whatever that was, will you please do us all a favor and block that person on your yeah, Twitter? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, Pat, <laughs> I hope Pat's listening. Pat that's, retweeted it. But yeah, it was Pat. It was Mr. Coach Pat. That was exactly who tweeted it out. No, it's not. Pat, this dude is slandering your good name over here. Markeith Morris, Serge Ibaka, and (laughs) I can't believe you said that out loud. It was on here. I just I was reading. Jeez Louise, man. (laughs) Oh, now it's now he's now it's our fault. Yes, it is. (laughs) Now it's my fault. It is because scoreboard Steve said something about it. You didn't have enough sense to think that might I be I just was saying that nonsense. There, I was trying to get a hot scoop here. Vanelli, I love you. Well, I'm glad that you do, Jeff. Yeah, that that they would wow. To just to pull that off straight up. Whoa. <laughs> I'm still adding players. But like the whole Clippers like rotation. All right. Oh, I'll drop man. it. I'll drop it. <laughs> I'm still adding players. <laughs> the only they don't players. even have draft picks <laughs> to pull it off. They traded them all away. I guess we got to do a pick game for next week. Are we done with last week's pick game? I mean, Vanelli, what I, else I we th- got? I think so. Yeah, we I said, mean, we said a lot of words. There was a lot. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, Magic I, or hurt, Heat play basketball. Yeah. Yeah, that's really what it comes down to, honestly. They, um, and the Grizzlies lost again. Oh, Grizzlies? Okay. So this is the start of a new week, but they went below 500 last week. They only won against Washington. Lost to Denver, close game. Lost to OKC, bad game. This week, probably 0-4, dude. Phoenix, Miami, Warriors, Warriors. Yep. But, that's an 0-4. That's an L tonight already. That's a tough. That's a that's a touch tough stretch right there, man. Ew. Friday they got to play back to back. Like remember earlier in the season they played back to back against the Lakers. Mm-hmm. They gotta, yeah. Now they got to go do that in uh, Golden State. Oh no, biggie. Golden State is not terrible. They're down there a little bit in the standings right now, but they just beat who they just beat Bo last week. They're down like twenty to the Lakers tonight. They beat the Jazz. That's yeah, what was it was. That Wednesday or yesterday? They beat the Jazz yesterday. And by uh, thirty, didn't they? Back They're to tw- back. No, eleven, uh, whatever not, it was. Not a killer win, but a win nonetheless. After the Boston game, we have to play Oklahoma City, Utah, Utah, Houston, Utah. The Warriors aren't really beating uh, teams that mean a lot. I don't know. They lost to Portland, Phoenix, Clippers, beat the Jazz, and now they're looks like they're going to lose to the Lakers tonight. So, yeah, they'll be lucky to make the playoffs as the Grizzlies would be. I think it's pretty close there between those two teams. We should get a nice little stretch there in the beginning of April until we play Dallas. I think I'm just accepting the fact that the Grizzlies are out of the playoffs. Holy shit. We have to travel. In the month of April, we have... Who is we? The Grizz? The Grizzlies. In the month of April, the Grizzlies have three home games. 
we have to play Indiana, Chicago, and Dallas at home in the month of April. On the rest of it, on the road, we've got Philly, Miami, Atlanta, New York, Chicago, Milwaukee, the Nuggets, L.A. Which L.A.? The Clippers. Doesn't matter. Portland. Portland. Denver. Dude. Dude, there's... uh, Say a name of a team that I think we can beat, will you? That is... (laughs) The month of April (laughs) is an absolute bloodbath. Oh. Holy Jesus. What are you going to do about it, you know? What do you do? Forget about it. Forget about it. It's just going to be a bad finish. It looks like we're going to slip. Like I, I don't know. I'm not a tanker. I don't like tanking, but they might. it might be like inadvertent tanking coming up. Like at, at the end of the season, they might look and at their record and be like, whoa, if we lose like five more games, we have way better odds at a high they draft could, pick. They could win four games in April. Realistically. Four out of, like, what, 16? 15. 15? Yeah. All right. All right. That's not 500. 13%. Here that's, we go. It's like 30. It's not 50. This last week could have been the kind of beginning of the end for the Memphis Grizzlies. We'll see. I'm not going to give up hope. I mean, I'll still watch the games and try to enjoy it, see what they can do. But the the bright side of that, that is the second half of the season, starting at the beginning of May, we basically don't play anybody other than New Orleans. Okay. So they have some games they can win. Yeah. I mean, they got some games they can win. They just, they got to get through April and try not to get too down and start just giving up. Right before it all, like the playoffs and everything kick off. But I mean, tough. You get it. You make it through April. Good Lord. Anything on Grizzbo? Just waiting for Jaron Jackson to get his ass back and get up off the, the couch, son. And <laughs> the actually the uh, I listened to a little bit of uh, Nate Duncan. He did his like mock trade deadline preview, hmm. and there was a big five team trade they came up with. Now I can't even remember. That's how unprepared I am. Mm-hmm. It was a uh, shit. Yep. Started it, a fight you can't finish. That's right. <laughs> no, it was uh, what trade was it? It was the. Uh, I'm just thinking obvious. out loud here. Hang on I, it, now. It, hold on now. Let me get my thoughts. In hold order. on to your butts. <laughs> Samuel <L>. Jackson. <laughs> Who was it that's trying to get traded fucking, from? Uh, uh, Blake Griffin yeah. got bought bought out. <laughs> now, who else is it that's trying to get a trade? Adam there? Morrison. Not LaMarcus Aldridge. No, not John Collins. Andre Drummond. Not John Drummond. John Drummond. <laughs> oh. Hey, ho, hey, ho. It was some five-team trade they fucked. Anyway, they had... Five-team trade. That's pretty elaborate uh, speculation. It was. They had the... Fuck. Oh, it was the Kyle Lowry trade. To It was Kyle Lowry. And so... Okay. Philadelphia... Everybody wants Kyle Lowry, right? 
Right. And so okay. Kyle Lowry wants to go to uh, Philadelphia, uh, despite the Joel Embiid thing. I guess this is, I think they may have recorded it before, but whatever. I fucking hate that trade, but okay. Anyhow, they speculated that Philly's going to want two first round picks and that Philly would be sending Tyrese Maxey back. Mm hmm. Or I guess Toronto would want two first round picks. And this doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But anyway, the Grizzlies were going to send that twenty twenty one or whatever the Utah pick for Tyrese Maxey from Philly. But wouldn't Toronto just want Tyrese Maxey if they're rebuilding? Anyway, this it that was a bad take. I'm sorry. Mm, Never mind. I don't think uh Kyle Lowry is what Philly needs. Doesn't Philly just need like a two guard? Like Oladipo? Yeah. But Oladipo's not a champion. JJ Reddick? Bring him back? Yeah. He's banged up, but yeah. He's got some heel stuff that's he's had heel stuff throughout his career, so I think he's banged up right now. Okay. Kobe White just crossed somebody over pretty hard. Kobe White just crossed somebody up pretty hard. Mm -hmm. Kobe White's a player, man. Like Kobe, Chicago. But uh, anyway, to answer your question, all, I don't know. Mm. Trade deadline. Yeah, I don't know about rumors. I didn't uh, get anything this week on rumors. Uh, what do we got? A week? I had something, but it gets shot down. <laughs> <laughs> I just messed with it. <laughs> when's the deadline? I forgot. Ten days. March twenty fifth. Ten so. days. So we'll record again in seven, and then after that it'll be trade deadline. Next week, next Monday, is my birthday. Mm-hmm. So, what nice. That, what does that mean? Do you want us to sing to you, or you want you want singing or licks? What do you want? Singing or licks, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, um, I mean, you know, just come back and hang out. Oh, you want to be on? Yeah. We can work that out. I know when your birthday is. Do you? Yeah, you you got it written down. I got it in my phone. Jeff's got it saved into his phone. How about Absolutely. that? Absolutely. Uh, why don't I have I may to... have to get an Uber over here, but. Oh, God. <laughs> You're <laughs> no. not sleeping here in the studio. Wake up halfway through it now. Hey, Bode, did you have five minutes of two games this week? I watched the that Grizz Nuggets game that Ja was maybe or maybe not fouled at the end. Yeah. He was. It was called, but they and didn't actually Jokic was reaching all over. It was a fucking foul. You hear that, Pat? It's a foul. Everybody wants to say, it was a foul, it was a foul, or whatever. It it, that call could have gone either way, if you ask me. It, yeah, I think it could have gone either way. It went either way, and uh, the Grizzlies lost. Mm -hmm. Well, next Jaw time, like I said, man, next time don't leave it up to the refs. Go and yam on that Joker's head. Joker. That's I ain't right. playing around no more. Go dunk on his head. Don't leave it up to the refs. But as far as that game goes, I thought I thought the Grizzlies actually executed. You know, they, they were in control of that game to a certain extent, as, as far as you can be against a really, really good team. Yeah. Yeah, that they they left it up to the end to win that game, and I I was happy it, they were just had that situation at all. Like, yeah, they were lucky to be in that spot. I feel like 
to where they yeah, had I a just, chance I, to win. What exactly? I thought they looked good. I thought Jenkins that they buy I mean, again. I think he's they like the guy. I think he's he's looks like he's a good coach, and the dudes on the team like him, and they're playing hard. So it's we just wish Jaron Jackson was out there. No doubt. Because if he, it's you know, you never know. You get him banging seven, eight threes in a game. That's it. Curtains, you win. Just that interior presence too, with Valanciunas down there. Well, tonight I was like, I had the Grizz bang, game bang. on while, while while we were recording, mm-hmm. and they were showing highlights from last year. And I was like, "Who the fuck is that seven footer? That's oh, that's Jaron Jackson. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's just huge, and then he's apparently grown even more. It's a starter." He's like blocking shots, cleaning shit up. Yeah, but he's banging is threes. Awful. I hope I, when he comes back, God, I hope he can figure out the foul thing because his fouls in like the first half are ridiculous. Well, let's just get him on the court and we can start bitching about that. Yeah, I'm not so worried about what he does in the game, just being in the game. Right. Well, that's true. Yeah. To me, like, fuck, man. Give me 10 minutes. Shit. Yeah. Give me something. Why isn't this dude just playing like 10 minutes? Yeah. 14 minutes. I will say, though, that, and I'm not I'm not going out on a limb here and saying this, but watching John Morant has just been, I, I the guy's awesome. I mean, he's all the way around. He's he's such a fun player to watch. Absolutely. Like he's. I, every, bought, I bought one of his top shots. Spent a lot, I was of, gonna, spent a lot of fucking money on it, too. I was going to buy one. What did you buy it for, <laughs> if you don't mind me asking? Oh, like three hundred bucks. Uh, see, I was looking at one this weekend. It was like one hundred twenty-five bucks. Uh, I got a an LE high uh, low cereal. Something. Guess how much? I guess how much Top Shot sales today? Can y'all guess? What? Fifty-two million dollars. No, no, no. They haven't had any packs. I feel like yeah. people are like not looking at it. What they is it? Five mil, uh, four point nine in sales today. That's low. See, they've got a. Is that low? That's low, right? Yeah, because there's a couple days, like in February, they had like a $46 million yeah, day. And I think that's because they don't have any packs available. Like, people aren't paying attention to it. Yeah, but this is the best time to go on there and buy it up, though. I guess. Because it's so, like, people are going to start freaking out and start to sell it. Yeah, I've, I've, I'm already in too deep, bro. Like I, you, I, have you been, been to that? There? I doubled that, what I said I was gonna do. What did you put in there? Dude? I've got so many good, like young I can, players. I can tell shots. you everything. I can tell you everything Jeff has and how much he paid for it. You guys ready? <laughs> no, <laughs> don't air my shit. <laughs> Let's see. They've got a John Morant limited edition. He's going. His account value is seven hundred thirty-eight dollars. <laughs> is that right? He's yeah, got. You can look it up. Seems see. low. <laughs> At one point, mine was twelve hundred. It's just based on what's been selling, like lowest ask for versus. Um, it's oh, basically just lowest ask for everything. So here's a here's an update. I know I've got some for sale. Here's an update. I sold a that Theo uh, Maladon kid. They had Theo what? Let's see the kid out of Oklahoma City. <laughs> Jeff loves doing this shit. Maladone. Maladones. Uh, hey, five hundred bucks. Nice. Really? Yep. Nice. Score. And, and then I sold a uh, Kawhi Leonard for You're going like to be sorry you did bucks. that. You're going to be fucking sorry. No. No, take the profits and run. I'm with you. Take the money and run. I'm just run. fucking with you. 
The lowest ask on this John Morant card that I want is 133 bucks. Yeah, that's probably the one I have. It's the limited edition one. Yeah, the dunk. dunk. Yeah. yeah. I bought like a low cereal that paid twice that for it. I, I wanted a more valuable card. Apparently, the this lower cereal is, numbers are more valuable. Oh, yeah, for know. sure. But thir- oh, this one yeah. is 13732 out of, um, let's see, how many cards are you? They're not cards. Whatever the f- they are. Moments. Moments. <laughs> my, Bradley, my Bradley Bill LE is at least 178 bucks. Uh, Bradley Bill. Out of 15000 So I'm holding it. 13000 out of 15000 133 bucks. Who is it? You're selling it? What? No, you want that John? I want that John Morant. Buy it. Fuck it. I really wish I had his rookie card. His rookie rookie card right now is the lowest is 19,000. Say card again and I'm coming over to this goddamn table. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally in the name of it. Our rookie debut moment, excuse me. It's yeah. $19,844. Look at this guy. He's got he's getting the terminology down now. His rookie moment. <laughs> No, rookie moments are the best, for sure. I'm it's just going to buy it. Top Shot packs and then maybe a $5 Kyle Anderson here and there. I'm hey, with you, dude. I'm I'm in, like, too deep already as it is, but I've only no, got no. young guys. I've only got, you're, like, you're young You're not in too deep. Don't, don't go any deeper. Like, no, that's called, what I mean. Like, I'm not going. I'm, I'm done, Bo, okay? You don't have to talk me out of it, Dad. I'm not. <laughs> Sit down, <laughs> son. <laughs> Sit down at this table. <laughs> you and I talk investing a lot, and I feel like, Anyway, we'll talk about this later. I've done fine with investing, and that, and, and like a thousand dollars, like that's where I'm at with investments, right? In this, in these days, so yeah, I, I gotta stop. I've but, put two hundred and sixty bucks into Top Shot. Oh, and I'm at seven. I'm like my. It's like seven hundred fifty bucks is what I can get out of it. So I'm pretty happy with it. At this point, it's house money. So I. That's can, great, man. You were lucky enough to pull some packs. Yeah, I've gotten like one pack. Have you I'm just really? buying these fucking things? I'm just buying them. I thought you had more than one pack. I think the mark. Oh, I got that one shitty fucking common pack. Yeah, that one that we had to wait in line for like three days for. Well, and then the all star pack kind of. I got that. I got that all star pack. And I thought was you were gonna, garbage. I thought you were gonna jump off the roof of your house. Fucking that hey, one. if anybody wants a Rudy Gobert, hit me up. <laughs> hit me up on Twitter. House of Hoops. H A U S of Hoops. It's a good one. Oh, we make a deal. No, the like the Ja Morants, the LeBrons, the Zions, uh, Anthony Edwards, those are the ones that I just refuse to sell. Sure. And Hold just it. sit on them. So Hold the fucking line. No no what is it? No paper hands here? I don't fucking know. We've got a one more thing we gotta do. Bo, did you uh, watch any more five minutes of games? Yeah, I caught the Wolves. Blazers game. Oh. That was on Saturday. Was that Saturday night? All right. Yeah, so it was Saturday's game. I watched the last five minutes. What stood out to me was Anthony Edwards just looked super confident and super aggressive, explosive, and just not not afraid. He he was not – like they've had a a rough season in Minnesota, and he has no interest in – acknowledging that he just wants to play basketball and be and be the player that he's supposed to be so i I was impressed by edwards and then he goes the next the next game and has like 34 points and looks even better 
What was the score in the game that you watched? It was one twenty-five to one twenty-one. Okay. It was it the Wolves and Blazers were trading blows in the last like at five minutes. It was very close. There was one sequence that stood out to me. Covington hit, Covington hit a three, then Edwards hit an immediate three, and then on the other end, Edwards got a defensive three-second call, and Dame hits the free throw, and it was a four-point game at that point, and then mm. it was basically out of out of reach for the Wolves. Dame closed you know, Ed, out. Yeah, Edwards looked good, was playing good, but then he you know forced a turnover. That was a tech. Oh. You know, if this Chris Finch guy is a good coach, and I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. I mean, he got the job somehow, damn it. Mm-hmm. If he is, and it will take some time for him to figure it out, figure out rotations, things of that, how to use guys, how they're most efficient. Yeah, it's going to take a little time, probably, you would think. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we'll keep an eye on Minnesota, you know. Yeah, I joke around about did they win this week or whatever, but well, they've been so bad, dude. That's because they were so bad. Uh, there's no right. telling they they could turn it around. I'm just not a big believer in that personnel they have on the court. No, no. and there's one other thing. Melo passed to Kim Olajuwon on the scoring list in that game. Oh, <laughs> shout out to Melo. Melo, Kim Olajuwon. That's pretty epic. That's a big deal. Yeah, and the in the they had some mellow buckets in the in clutch like clutch situation at the end of the game and you know, you just give Mellow the ball on the block and he pounds, 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 turn around, fadeaway jumper, and it's good. You know, and that's just that's who you imagine Mellow would be at this point in his career, and it's nice to see him taking on a role instead of trying to be mm-hmm. you know, New York next mellow. Yeah, I think he realized that last year. Yeah. Yeah. And it's nice nice to have him you know what? What the Grizzlies at that point would have thought Allen Iverson should have been, you know, mm-hmm. just like a someone that can easily get buckets and but doesn't have to play thirty-eight minutes. Mm-hmm. And I have a question for you, Jeff. Sure. You know, you, you're not a big cat fan. You don't think he's the alpha that he's paid to be. Good one day, bad the next. I don't know. Yeah. So, would you rather have? This version of Cat or the Memphis Grizzlies version of Pal Gasol? I think Pal. That's who I'd pick too. <laughs> yeah. Pal for his passing, I guess. Pal for his will to want to be a winner. I think he had more heart. Well, it was a different era too, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but do you think if you swapped out Cat for AD, it would be different in the Lakers? With LeBron, put Carl Anthony Towns and Braun on the same team, and Braun's still on the team. Braun, yes, I'm Braun, saying like Braun's a winner. Braun gets in that ass. Braun brings up the level of competition inside of Carl Anthony Towns, much like he's done with uh, Kyle Kuzma. I would say that's what I think. I think Cat's a different player if he's playing with Braun. That's what I mean. So like, like Pau Gasol was a. Different player when he played with Kobe. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, but weirdly, those two dudes, Kobe and Powell, like, they're like, oh, well, did you read this book in French? And <laughs> yeah, actually, I did. Yeah, I think Kobe pushed for that move, definitely. He saw that Powell was available 
And he's like, I think I can work with this guy. I think we'll get along. I think this will work. And it did. It took a yeah. year, but it worked. Yeah, those dudes were on the same wavelength. Oh, I, I, absolutely. Like th- Those guys became really good friends. You look at it now, like, Pow is still in Vanessa Bryant's life. <laughs> what? I just... It was fun. What are you doing over there? I'm. You looking, looking at some, fucking Top Shots again? No, I'm, I'm gonna looking at fucking come over to this table. He's a he's a evaluate dot market looking at. <laughs> I'm not looking at Top Shots. You were you made the comment about Vanessa Bryant and Pau Gasol. I remember like when that first came out, like how like I guess at first it got perceived differently from certain people. Yeah, certain people are fucking stupid. Yeah, that's gross. But, uh, I mean, that's yep. just that's what I. I that's what it's important. I'm pretty taste, sure if you walked say. up to Powell and you were like, "That was that was cool when you won a title with Kobe," he'd just break out in tears. I think Powell. Well, like, I'm yeah. not saying that he's discrediting the guy's death. No, I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying after well, I'm just, after it was all said and done, they were hanging out, and of course, the national media were trying to say like it's you know it may be something. There, there's there. nothing there. The Powell is like as yeah. devastated as, as Kobe's wife. Like those guys were, Powell and Kobe were. I mean, those dudes were tight. Yeah, absolutely. They're on the like. I, I, I'm convinced those dudes were like intellectually and basketball wise on the same wavelength. Even mm-hmm. though Kobe was just in probably life the ultimate, in, yeah, in, ultimate alpha in life in general. I think they were friends off the court, big time. I think so too. Yeah, I think Kobe kind of. It's almost like grow- family, probably. Well, yeah, I mean, you, you you talk you talk about last chance you. I mean, you saw on one of the episodes at the beginning of the season was when Kobe actually died. Oh and yeah, how much? Well, I didn't want to give it all away, but yeah. Well, I mean, that's like episode <laughs> two, but whatever. I mean, but you, I mean, you saw the the magnitude just of those kids. Yeah, got hit by Kobe. Mm-hmm. I mean, could you imagine being around the guy? Yeah, dude. I mean, it was it was. Well, Pal and Kobe are brothers, man. Deal. Like straight up, like that's the. They were. It's a big fucking deal for sure. Definitely. Anybody that, especially somebody that's that much into basketball, where it, like basketball revolves their life around. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. Uh, and you, the young guys, like they didn't have Jordan. They had Kobe. But see, that's like, what makes it interesting from, I guess, I say our generation. I'm probably, I'm the youngest one in here. But... You had like we we almost got spoiled with it because we had Jordan and then we had Kobe. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like you got to see the oh, yeah. greatest of the greats, you know, greatest of the great with Mike, and yeah. then Kobe comes falling in behind it. And yeah. I'm not discrediting what Kobe did. I'm just saying that like it's it was a uh, it was a nice encore. Yeah, when Kobe three peated with Shaq, I mean that was a big deal, man. Yeah. We ain't seen no three-peat since. Kobe was a monster, man. R.I.P. Kobe. Absolutely. No question. You got to respect the family and the situation, I feel like. Anyway, so what the hell were we talking about? (laughs) Anyway, I just finished up. Basically, we just said... Cat versus Powell, oh, and yeah. then you put Cat with LeBron, right? Kobe, blah 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 blah. So anyway, that that's about it. Now we just yeah. Sometimes guys yeah. need uh, motivation, need a fire yeah. lit under their ass, and then it's all about how they respond to it. 
So it'll be interesting to see how it evolves with mm-hmm. Anthony Edwards if he keeps if he keeps rolling, man. Yeah, he could be the, the alpha. alpha. Dude, Anthony Edwards is so good. He could turn into the alpha on that team. Is that what you're insinuating? He's he so could. Damn good, dude. I mean, he, at this point, he is like sweating and flexing and dunking and doing shit. Did you so. buy an Anthony Edwards jersey shirt memorabilia yet? No. I I don't I don't own any real memorabilia except should, for my basketball cards and my current top shots. Should uh should invest in some Anthony Edwards stuff. Maybe. I think that I think I think you got a real good keeper on your hands there, Bo. If I could only go to a game. Your best bet would be to put some shit in your young son's hand. <laughs> <laughs> go to a game, have a marker ready. Get that young boy of yours with a jersey or something, Anthony Edwards jersey, and try yeah, he'll, to get, try he'll to get swing that by. Signed, you know, that's something your kid can have. You can, ha- you know, hanging in his room or something. That could potentially be worth some money for him in the future if he chooses to sell it or whatever. I don't know how much do we believe in Anthony Edwards, and would it be worth it? It's a small investment. You buy a jersey for 150 bucks, and then something you and the boy go do, or yeah. your daughter. Well, I don't know how much interest they have in basketball. I don't know. They like to go and eat nachos. You don't have nachos up Donuts. there. What do y'all eat up there? Donuts in the at the game? Fuck, I don't like cotton candy and smoothies and shit. <laughs> Sugar, Budweiser, Budweiser. <laughs> We're running a little long tonight. All right. We got to pick a game for next week. You were saying you liked Indy. a Pacers game. But the Pacers are playing Miami twice this week. And the Nets on Wednesday. And we just did Miami. Maybe we hold off a week for Indiana. That's what I'm thinking. Right. I don't know what their schedule looks like next week. But maybe at that point, Karis LeVert's not on a minute restriction. Possibly. So I think it's worth waiting another week. I don't see a lot of games that I'm super interested in this week. What do you see? Well, Wolves. It's too bad the Wolves Lakers. That's unfortunate. And then Wolves Suns. I see Spurs Bulls Wednesday. Yeah. One star, based on your reaction. No, no, no. I was looking at. The Wolves schedule, and the Wolves schedule oh. sucks. Do you want to watch a Wolves game? Well, I was. we were just talking about them, and they've been looking good. When do the Wolves play Indiana? Never. April 7th. That's the same week the Grizzlies play the Knicks. Double pick game. <laughs> I can't. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Brooklyn plays Indiana on Wednesday. Right, on Wednesday, you mm-hmm. say? Brooklyn, Indiana. Yep. That's kind of interesting. And Blake Griffin, it doesn't matter if he plays or not. Could be good. Um, Milwaukee, Philly on Wednesday. I don't feel like that's a full Brooklyn roster or a full Indy roster. No Durant's out still. It's like, uh, it could be good. Is there anything else that we see? We'll We'll go two stars, Brooklyn, Indy, okay? It's a five-star system to anybody that's new because we're five-star men. 
New Orleans, Portland. What day? Thursday night. Late night game. 9 p.m. It's got potential. What are we going to take away from that game? What are we looking at in that game? New Orleans, Portland? Yeah. Zion dunking on everybody's head and then Dame trying to play catch up. Zion, Dame. Brandon Ingram could have a good game. I really honestly want to watch Indy play Miami, but I'm just not sure, man. Indy Miami would be a good game. I will agree with you there. I guess yeah. Car- is Karis LeVert playing enough know. minutes to make that? Oh, I think I found my pick. Yeah, I found my pick. Let me make sure. Saturday. I want to see Karis just like go off. <laughs> uh, Dallas Portland. That's my pick. When? Saturday night or Sunday night? No, Friday night. Dallas Portland play play Friday night. Friday night at nine p.m. on NBA TV. It's kind of interesting, actually. Luca versus Dame. Yeah, let's get it. They play Sunday too. Yeah, but you know Friday they gonna go. It's a better. It's earlier in the week. It's a little easier, right? To uh, get things organized after that's, the game. That's 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 the one that I vote for. Listen to this. On Friday this week, San Antonio only had one less loss than Milwaukee. San Antonio 19 and 15, Milwaukee 23 and 14. They play Saturday. Spurs Bucks. Is that interesting at all that they have like the same amount of losses? I mean, you would think the Bucks win that game, but it would definitely they, have the, they have like the same amount of losses. Is that interesting at all? Yeah. The Pelicans played Denver on Sunday. Jokic versus Zion. Jokic versus Steven Adams. I guess. I don't know. Like Zion and Jokic have like the same body type. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, but Dallas Portland is the one that stands out to me all the way across the board. Dallas Portland, three stars, Friday night. I don't hate it. Indi- All right, so the only other game I would say is Indiana and Milwaukee, but that's next Monday night. No, that's next week, <clears throat> bruh. Bruh. Figure out how weeks work. <laughs> Depends how you look at a week. Seven days is a week. Well, our week ends on Sunday. No, because we're not going to do a Monday game, and then, like, right. how are we going to talk about that right. Monday night on the podcast? That's for sure. Okay. Fair enough. That's why our weekend's on Sunday. <laughs> so we have time to get our notes together. So we can actually watch the game before the podcast. <laughs> I just thought it was a good game coming up. Yeah, that would be one for... We don't usually pick Monday. I guess you don't listen to the show very often. We don't pick <laughs> Monday or Tuesday games, typically. <laughs> we got to wrap this up. Bo, what's your pick? We've got y'all. Y'all figure something out good. Dallas, like, Portland, like San that. Antonio, Milwaukee. Let's go, Dallas, Portland. Fuck it. Vanelli gets a pick. Hot right. damn. Hot damn. Hot damn. Vanelli gets the pick. Friday night. Dallas is it at Portland or in Dallas? It's at Portland. All right. Late game. Late game. Probably nine p.m. Let's go NBA TV. Friday night. I'll see you at the bar. Wait, with what, my mask on. That's what we need to do. My birthday's on Monday. The last time I watched a basketball game in a bar, I think it was a year ago, 
and the game was canceled. If I get, if I can get out of the house and come watch the game, I'm probably just going to call you and meet you here. Here, I'll be at work. <laughs> <laughs> Hit me up. Let's watch it together. I don't give a shit. Excellent pick. Let's look out for an indie game next week, though. Indie game next week. I want to see a Karis Levert in that system, that Indiana with that Indiana team. I'm, I'm, I've been wanting to see it since the trade went down, and then the uh, dude didn't play. All right. Anything else, guys? What you got going on next week? It's St. Patrick's Day, Wednesday, right? St. Patty's Day, yep. yep. Oh, COVID super spreader. All right. Nothing really going on. Just enjoying the weather, enjoying, you know, getting outside. And yeah, maybe we can play some golf next week. For sure. And March Madness tournament starts on Thursday. Yeah. Hot day. I would love to go into all of your underdogs, but we just don't have enough time. That's for my other podcast. All right. Well, uh, that's going to pretty much wrap it up. Bo, thank you for joining us and staying yeah. up late. Thanks for having me. Uh, thank you for being there. Vanelli, thank you for stopping by. I appreciate you as always. Thank you for having me. See Excellent you. work this See week. You, thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a nice week. We'll talk to you. You don't understand. I ain't scared of you motherfuckers.